Snap goes high over the head of Big Ben, all the way back to the two, to the one, and the Browns have it in the end zone, and they dive on the ball and recover it for a touchdown! Not a bad start. It's the gleam, man. There's a gleam. He's going for Landry down by the end zone. A tumbling catch for a touchdown. Touchdown, Nick Chubb. Mayfield's got the snap. Looks right, throws right, end zone. Touchdown. Anybody, it's the same old Browns. You, it's not the same old Browns. This is different. Hey, everyone. Welcome in. This is not the same old Browns podcast. I am your host, Andy Lytle. And this is episode 12. Uh, thanks again for everyone, uh, for all the listens and uh, feedback on Twitter. I really, truly appreciate you. Um, I kind of want to just get right into this episode because it's uh, I'm excited about this one because I, I got a guest today that uh, I've listened to and followed to, followed, <laughs> followed for a very long time now. And uh, he's a really good dude. Uh, you can catch him on 92.3 The Fan weekday mornings you can catch them on saturdays on cbs radio you can even find them during the brown season at the universal or no universal the the i i i, I had the plug and i fucked i'll it say up. it for you yeah go i'll ahead. say it for you what is it the university Univers- hospitals cleveland browns yeah. radio, radio network, network. Yeah. he is ken carmen what's going on ken welcome in buddy I'm a sweaty train wreck. What's happening? Yeah, you are a sweaty train wreck. You, you're a little late today. What what happened? I, what I happened? was a half an hour. I'm 45 minutes late. And I'm sorry about that. Um, you're okay. I uh, basically, I totally forgot. I was, um, Liz said, we, a coworker's daughter drew, like, made a portrait of our dog, Sam. Yeah. She goes, can you hang that? And then can you fix Eli's drawer? Because he had a drawer go off track. And that was yesterday. She told me about it yesterday. She thought I'd get mad. And I was like, no, oh, it's probably just a screw. Sure. And so, like, I was thinking, I'm like, all right, I can get this. It's 1130. Mm-hmm. I can, this will take 10 minutes, yeah. not even both. And then I can go downstairs. Easy peasy. I hung the picture. It was perfectly fine. I'm actually, I've, I'm actually very good at that. Eyeballing it. All right. Like, like it. some people are good at, like, poker. Like, you sure. know, like, little parlor mm-hmm. tricks. Like, yes. I figured it out. I told Liz, I go, I'm good. I don't have to, like, measure and, like, do the laser level for whatever reason. I can just look. I that bitch. That's where it's at. So there's there's no money in that. No, I haven't there's not. Tried, and then I went upstairs, and I go, oh, okay, there's a screw missing. And I pulled out the other drawers, and it was in the bottom <laughs> drawer. And I went to put it in, and I, I, I screwed it in, and everything was fine. And when I put the drawer back in, and I was like, all right. And I went to pull it and it like got stuck. And I knew, and I go, it's catching on the other screw. The other screw was loose. Oh, la, la. Pull it out. I mean, you basically got to wreck it to get it out of there. And then I got, I had to go downstairs, <laughs> get wood putty. Cause it's, it's, I didn't get this one. This, I got this one before I started talking about the fine folks at Northeast Factory Direct and NortheastFactoryDirect.com. And that's a major mistake. Cause this thing is particle board and wood filler and garbage. <laughs> And so, because it's a kid's dresser, so you yeah, figure what you know. Yeah. And so, yeah. basically, I went downstairs. I got, I, I have a couple of small things of wood filler, and I'm like, I'll try to do this. And then, 
I'm just looking at it. It's gouged. And I start, I mean, I'm doing, God damn son of a bitch. And Liz is going, you better not wake that baby up. because <laughs> Oh, yeah. I bet. And so, like, I'm doing the thing. And at the same time, there's this poor guy named Casey. And I got into a Twitter battle with him about Formula One racing, of all things. That, that he goes, there's not enough passing on Monaco. And I go, you just don't know. I was like a total F1 snob, like. You just don't understand the science and engineering of F1 racing. And da, 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 da. Okay. And well, then I, that's acceptable. I was, yeah. I was going back and forth with him. And then you're like, <laughs> hey, are you uh, joining the podcast? I looked down and it was like 12 21. Holy Jesus. <laughs> I <laughs> missed the whole thing. You missed the whole thing. Well, it, it's understandable. I mean, dresser repair. And you have to Twitter battle with someone over yeah. Formula One racing. That that's well, that's yeah, I mean completely acceptable. The guy's a nice guy. The guy's a totally nice guy. That's why I figured I was like, I'm gonna go back at you. Because sometimes <laughs> like there's people who send like F U tweets and stuff yeah. like that about God knows what I'm like, no. I'm not gonna mess with that. But yeah. you know, the guy listens and he tweets, and I think he and his wife and my wife know each other, so I'm like, let's let's do yeah, this. I'm gonna give it to And I thought it was bitch. gonna be perfectly fine, and then I'm cussing. I got so mad at the dresser. I think I got mad at him and it carried over to Twitter. And then I saw your tweet and I go, we got to go. We got to get the hell out. All right. Focus. <laughs> yeah. So the wood filler is drying right now. I'm going to wait until tomorrow. And then it's, you know, you always say it, but I'm like, I'm not going to sand this thing down because it's the inside of a dresser. No one's going to see this. So yes. hopefully I'll be able to drill and it'll be okay. And if not, I'm just, I'm just going to be mad. So, um, well, you're Sunday, here. Yeah, I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna drink. And I'm gonna. Co- I got a koozie here because no one's paying me. So Sorry. I join you, but it's nine nine something in the morning here for me, and it's little too early for me to it's crack. Past noon, so I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah, no, you're fine. You know, it, if it was 11:59, past... yeah, you're, you're <laughs> I mean, an alky, I mean, but you're fine now. Yeah, <laughs> fine. there we go. Well, dude, I'm sorry, I, Andy. I really, I, I will no. say, I, I, I am very, very sorry. Uh, <laughs> I want, I want everybody to know that I don't know what your Sunday schedule is. But you went out of your way to make this thing happen at the time that I wanted to do it. Sure. And then I I, I totally dicked you, and I'm sorry about that. And I want everybody to know Andy's a good guy, and I'm the heel on this one, and I am sorry about that. I really, it, really am sorry. It's more it, – you're more than fine, my friend. I just appreciate you coming on. I was really looking forward to this. Um, no, I'm glad you're here. Um, I, I Pretty much with this show, Ken, I, I just – I've kind of tried to just create this just environment where it's just like people just at the bar talking Browns and also just, just kind of getting to know the guests too, you know, like that's important to me. So I, one thing that's always struck me with you is obviously uh, you're passionate about Cleveland sports and you have been a long time. That's pretty obvious. And, but one thing that struck me with you and it really shines through when you're on the air is not only are you passionate about Cleveland sports and just sports in general, you're passionate about doing radio. That's, that's the number one thing with you that I've always appreciated. It's, it, it, I kind of equate it. Like I just watched Howard Stern's private parts the other night, watched that movie yeah. many times. And just that love that Howard had for radio. I see that in you a little bit. So I want to talk because I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just going to assume you grew up listening to sports talk radio a lot because I know I did in the early 90s, like Jeff Sindelar, uh, Kenny Rhoda, people like that. Um, what, about what age did you start getting into sports radio? Oh, I was 11 years old and I was uh, 
I was 11 years old and I, I had a newspaper route and I, this is back in the day when, um, it was back in the day when they had, they had shows, they, they, it, it said on the air in the sports section and it said what games might be on the radio or on TV. Sure. And what, and it, it just, it, it just showed you shows that might talk about sports. So like, and this is, this was in the Canton repository. Those are doing some upstairs. And it would say like 1100 AM Mike. Tr- and I couldn't even pronounce his last name. I'm like, like I didn't know. And then I listened. I was like, Oh, Trevisano. Okay. And then there was uh there was the road man who was on, on eight fifty. Yep. And so, cause I watched, I've told this story before. I saw the field goal kicking garbage picking Philadelphia uh, movie with Tony Danza. Oh yes, garbage man kicking field goals. Yes, and in like the montages or one of the breaks to the scene, there was like they had audio. That, there was like fake sports talk caller calling into WIP in yes. Philly, like ah, because they stink, so they got a garbage <laughs> man. And so I was like looking at it, like I'm gonna listen to some sports talk radio on my paper route. Because I used to listen, I used to have a CD player, and I'd listen to like that, that. Those were the cash money days. Like I'd listen to a juvenile, the 400 degrees, the whole thing, and I like listen to sports talk radio. So I had my Walkman, and I listened, and I always liked the Roadman. Yeah, and he always John Cooper. I don't have a clue, and the whole thing. <laughs> and so I watched that. You, you met. I'll, I'll tell you this: of the Howard Stern thing you said, and I do appreciate what you said about me. Yeah. I can't watch. I can't watch private parts. Can't watch it. I've seen it before many, many times. Sure. And I feel that if when I watch it, it almost is like, am I doing enough? Because ah. like, like you know, because it's it's not like an overnight thing. And I know his dad was an engineer and yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. But like, I'm like, am I just watching st- things about Howard Stern, or am I trying to do enough to make my own show better? And then part of it, it part of it makes you kind of sad because you know the business has really changed. Sure. And a lot, and some of it for the better, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, where you see just how much fun he had. Yes. And then it, it's such a weird movie because I, I I love the movie mm-hmm. and I love what it represents and what he represents and all that stuff. I really do. But I don't. It's weird. I don't want to rip anything off. Sure. I, I, I get that. World, I think there's just a world full of. Howard Stern ripoffs that have made it worse for all of us because yeah. they try to do what Howard Stern does. And, you know, H- Howard Stern, I've heard Howard Stern rip on other hosts and I've like on serious, <laughs> like, you know, you don't have any effing talent. That's, that's why you like, so, there was these guys making fun of him for his days off and he got the audio oh. and, I and they were making fun of him for that had to be gold. And Howard Stern's going, you don't get days off like me because you haven't earned it yet. Because you don't have any effing talent. Like, I remember he he kept saying that. And I'm like, this is this is a serious takedown here. Yes. And I go, he's right. There's, And I don't think it's Howard Stern that made things worse for us. Because Howard Stern billed hundreds of millions of dollars across the country to stations. And made a lot of money for a lot of stations. As much as people gave him grief. Absolutely. There's also... There's plenty of people out there that just saw Howard Stern and didn't have his talent, what he talks about, and rips them off and gets stations fine, gets stations in trouble, and then sets a precedent for people down the line. Because, I mean, I'm sorry, if, if you're not Howard Stern, like there's there's certain people in the business who can get away with certain things because they they can 
make a lot of money for radio stations and entertain a lot of people. But those people are few and far between. And there's too many people who think that they're those people that aren't. Sure. And they mess something up. And the old adage, you know what rolls downhill, that's what it is. So, you know, if, if I was born in 1955, maybe it'd be different. But it's it's difficult to watch that movie on multiple fronts. I could get Yeah. I, I could see that. I think I equated, I think the connection I really found was because yeah, I've always been a huge Howard Stern fan myself. Um, and one, one thing you get from that movie is, uh, or from just Howard in general, is it's almost like an adrenaline rush when he goes on the air. I kind of, it seems like, do you have those same feelings when, yeah. doing, doing what you do? Is it kind of like an adrenaline rush some yeah. days for you? I, uh, uh, I- I mean, I'll tell you straight on, um, for me personally, for me personally, I, uh, it's, it's the reason why I would stay at 6am and do the show at 6am. Sure. And I've talked to people before about, you know, other things, um, in other cities in the past and things like that. And they go, well, you know, you they'd listen at, if you, if, if they switched you in bull or something like that and had you, I go, it's just not the same. It's not the yeah. same. It's a, it's, it really is a rush, especially last year when the team was really good. Yes. And it's the first, it's the first year the team's good. And so that, that has to be, it, it, it has to be something that's really special because when the team's really good, this is the first time in a long time it's been real. And so you know, in next year and the year after that, if the team's continuing to be good and it should, there will be things that are expected and it's not as hot at 6 a.m. There's going to be big wins, don't get me wrong, but it's not as hot. But this one was like this awakening, you know, with the, with the yeah. team and, and everything that they were doing. And so to see, to, to be excited about wins and to <laughs> sit there in the afternoon after a win and to sit on my porch and watch the game back, especially because, you know, you had, a, you had that horrible month of bad weather, but there were some times where you could still sit out on the porch Sure. And I'll, I'll take my computer and I'll, they usually have the game, not, not the quick, the, the, um, oh, I forget what it's called. The 45 minute version. They have like a 40 minute version, like a sped up version. Yeah. And then they have just the regular game. Well, they usually play the regular game back right after. So you can go back and watch it. I'll sit on my porch and I'll drink and smoke a cigar <laughs> and I'll watch it. And then you look at your phone and be, can't wait for 6am. Can't wait for Super Bowl, Super Bowl. And that's something that really excites you. Cause you know, it's like, there's an expectation. There really is. There oh, really yeah. is. And like, and I'll tell you what, 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 what made last year so satisfying just being on the air during it is that they were really worth it. And the year before, like we used to get, I used to get big fights with Kenny about this. Sure. Because kid would, and, and to his credit, you know, he's an emotional guy and he, yeah. he wanted us to celebrate. And I wanted <laughs> to celebrate too. He's but I, I said, I said, Kenny, they're not going to let us. I said, they beat the bills. They beat the bills. Yeah. The first call we got out of the box was to fire Freddie, yeah. and because it, it was like eighth and goal, yeah. because of the time, and you couldn't get the ball into the end zone. And as much as I wanted to celebrate, like a win is a win, mm-hmm. there was something in the back of your mind going, "There's something off. There's just something off <laughs> back here," and it just feels very. Uh. And then last year, going into the season, you didn't know they went out sure. there and they got they went out there and they got hammered by Baltimore, and then just this. Great season takes over and Baker looks good and the whole thing looks good. And it was a real celebration. I, and I, I actually, 
I try. I, I'm I'm pretty emotional. I'm pretty quick to cry. I don't cry in front of people, but I'm very quick to to shed tears, and it's a flaw. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I, I I choked up. I choked. I couldn't believe. It. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna lose it right here. And it wasn't because of the. I mean, the Browns. I like the Browns. Don't get me wrong, but it's not because of the players. Sure. You know, the players come and go. Like there's certain players that need more. Like Joe Batonio is a great guy. And I, I would feel great for Joe Batonio, say, if they, Joe Batonio, if they go and they win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Same thing with Jason Predator, same thing with a couple other guys. Like, I would feel good for them personally going, hey, this is great. You've reached the mountaintop. It's amazing. But I, it's always like the fans. And and I got – and it was just, holy crap, like this is emotional here. And I'm thank God Kid wasn't there because he would have ripped me to shreds. But, like, <laughs> Lima was – Lima got emotional. Lima, of all people. All people. Yeah, Lima got emotional because <laughs> I got emotional. It was like, oh, my God. And they made fun of me in Pittsburgh, which they should have. And I would have done the same thing if I were them and the show was on the other foot. I, we got the last laugh. Absolutely, but, uh, we did. I was uh, I was just so happy because it does feel like a community where, you know, even though it's a little part and I'm a sideshow to what people actually – they love the Browns. Yes. And I'm a sideshow – I always call myself a clown for their amusement. Um, but uh, the, but to be a part of that fabric there on the side, it does mean a lot. And it's nice to it's nice to talk to fans who share the same type of emotions for the team and to let them know, like, hey, you know, I I've said some things about the teams in the city that I I've been very mean spirited about at times. Sure. And I have felt are harsh truths that fans need to hear. But there's no way you can listen to that show and say that Anthony and I don't care about the team and care about the fans. No, no. One, one thing I've always appreciate, appreciated about you. And I think Browns fans and your listeners, this is something they do too. You, no matter what it is, you're, you always come off as genuine and honest about what information and what you're telling us. Um, I mean, take, take 2019 season, which was just one of the weirdest Brown seasons of my lifetime. It was just a weird year. Um, I mean, you, you had your epic rant after the Denver game. Um, <laughs> that was, I took that personally. That was, I, 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 I could tell. Every, and, and, and that's everything about that game. Yeah. That's what came through. Cause I, I want to say, weren't we like two and six or two and five going into that game, two and six. And it was, I, I think Denver had roughly the same record. It was, a, it, was it was just a weird season. And even oh, Noah Fant, Noah Fant putting it on. <laughs> Who do we lose to? Brandon something. Yeah, I can't. We lost remember. to like their third team quarterback, yes. and I he, he shaved his hair three separate times, shaved his face three times. Yes. Yeah, I remember you, everything about it. What do you think? Seems like a good dude from afar, but obviously he wasn't ready to coach the Browns or be an NFL head coach. But what went wrong with Freddie Kitchens? Uh, I would say too many. <laughs> that's such a bad pun. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, <sighs> seems like a tough. great dude. Seems like a great it's dude. Tough. Yeah. If he were, if he were an assistant coach with the Browns and then got the head coaching job of the Giants, he would have fared much better. He okay. would have fared much. Um, John Dorsey is a wonderful man, and I mean this sincerely. I, sure. I will always admire John. And he was always so nice to me and, and actually nice to people in my family, for crying out loud. I will always admire John. Uh, but his fatal flaw, and I think he would admit it, is that his, he has struggles with letting go of power. And, and part of that's like, okay, you, you, he obsesses over football. Like the difference between him and Andrew, if you ask Andrew his hobby, Andrew likes to read 
Andrew, you know, he, he is a learned person who has, uh, he has other interests. He really yeah. does. He, he, and he, and he likes other things. He, he will watch some reality TV and yeah. stuff like that. He's a big fan of I the asked, bachelor, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I asked the same question. I asked the same question to John. I said, what are your hobbies outside of football? And I mean, he did not know how to answer. Wow. He's obsessed. He said, and he said, and I, I know he loves his family and he loves his kids. Of course. And he said that and I'm like, we all love our kids. Yeah. Everybody loves their kid. Like the old, uh, the old uh, uh, George Carlin, John Wayne Gacy loved yeah. his children. Like sure? they love their, everybody loves their children. And he's like, I, I like my kids. I like spending time with my kids. And he goes, like, he just was like, I don't have anything else. I don't got anything on. else for you, man. Like movies, and that, music, John, yes, anything. Nothing. Cooking. Nothing. That, that obsession. Yes. And that obsession with football. Yeah. Uh, I think can put him in a bad spot where he, he's untrusting of other people. And I think that led to some problems with Freddie because Freddie was already an assistant and Freddie was everybody's buddy yeah. when he was an assistant. And I hate to say this because I think, I think Freddie's actually a smart man. Sure. I think that Freddie's a good guy. I think that Freddie just had his legs cut out from under him. And there were just certain things I couldn't help it. I looked at Freddie, I go, this is me. If, if <laughs> yeah. they were to announce Ken Carmen was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, right. this is me. This is me. Like he went out and he got a brand new truck, this great, big ass, beautiful truck. So beautiful. And it was just like, he's me. Yeah. He is me. I would do all these things and I would try and Freddie tried and I would run it right into the ground and Freddie where it's not all his fault, but the thing went right into the ground. I go, he's me. And they needed a guy who was an outsider, who was more cerebral, more pragmatic, because Freddie's too emo- for that team. There, that that's a team filled of, with emotional people. Sure. And Baker's too young in his career, too emotional in his career. He needed a guy like Kevin Stefanski. And I, I I'm a fool. I'm a total fool for this. Where I was, I was distrusting of Paul Bedesta because he was in San Diego or L.A. or I forget where he lives out there. Yeah, I think San Diego area. And, and it just felt like I'm like, what's going on here? And I'm not hearing from this guy. And it's just like, no, there. He's he he had it right. He needed a person who was not as emotional. And right. Paulie Bedesta was right. And and an idiot like me was wrong. And that's why <laughs> Paul does what he does. And that's why I do what I do. And so we we learned a harsh lesson. And thank God. And hey, it, these these are jobs that are usually set up for failure. In the yeah, NFL. absolutely. Yeah, the, the, I mean, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl three years ago. Doug yeah. Peterson was out on his ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So absolutely. I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, thank God for Kevin Stefanski. And then five years from now, he's probably going to be fired. And we're all going to go, and <laughs> said, thank I, God. No, no, no. I know. A you're five, not, I yeah. know what you're saying, man. A five year run in the NFL is a successful run for him. It head is. Coach. It so is. If he goes five years, he's a successful football coach in the sure. NFL. I don't give a damn. We'll fight it all day long. So I'll say, yeah, thank God that Kevin Stefanski was still available. And willing to take the job. Absolutely. And it, it it may have very well. I mean, we might look back at this thing going. I, I could see myself sitting there as a talking head at some point going, yeah, if it weren't for Kevin Stefanski, Baker Mayfield would have been out of the league in 2021. Or would have been away from the Browns. They would have picked somebody else in 2021. Yeah. Like he did somebody to just set things straight. Just not, not, not hard ass or anything like that, but to be calm. Sure. To be a calm individual that's not. Worried about what the media says. I, he doesn't care. He does not care. He 
God, I, he could not. He doesn't seem to care less about what I say. No. We're all saying good things about him, but he needed a guy like that. He, I tell you, Stefanski blows me away in, in his press conferences. The way he answers questions, it's, I, I, it's, it's almost like he's a polite, nice Bill Belichick. The way he answers questions, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, and you could tell that like he and Andrew Barry, like they've got this, they know how to answer these questions. They've got over this, and they have a plan, and it's, it's, it's really. I'm just not used to it because it's funny because. I had Cameron Justice on from News Five Cleveland a couple weeks ago, and wonderful reporter. Oh, she, yeah, she, she is. She is wonderful she is, reporter. She is fantastic. Agreed. Great reporter. Even better. Better human. Um, Great. I, I didn't. I didn't get to hear the podcast. Was she good with you? Oh yeah, she's fantastic, man. I had so much fun with her. We talked Friends. We talked <laughs> her favorite the show. show is, yeah, her favorite show is Friends. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that's one thing we disagree. I'm on. a Seinfeld guy personally, but um... sorry, Cameron. That's one thing we disagree on. I'm sorry, and I know I'm in the minority, so I I know I'm one of the few that don't like it. Go ahead. No, I'm it's, sorry. it's okay. Um, but I uh, I brought up to her that you know, like, and I've brought this up to other guests too because it's just fascinating to me, man. I mean, if, if you go back to 2016, which was only five years ago, uh, we've gone through three regimes to get here. Uh, we had a one in 31 stretch, whatever it was during that time. And do you know who other than obviously I felt bad for Browns fans, but do you know who I honestly felt bad for the most during that horrible, horrible run was the Cleveland media. I did. I felt, I know, I know here's, here's why. Let me tell you why, because at the end of the day, no one's going to be happy with what was going on. Fans, media alike. I mean, you're just, it's, it's, there's there's no enjoyment out of it i just couldn't wrap my head around talking about those teams every day writing about those teams every day and when you're talking about them you're going to be negative because there's nothing really that positive to be about when you're writing about it it's going to be negative because there's nothing positive to write about and then you got fans on twitter just giving you know like mary Kay cabot shit for for writing a negative article. So I, for those reasons, I felt bad for the, for, for people in the media during that time. I really did. Okay. I don't feel bad. It's our job. So I don't it feel It is bad. your job, but I'd it, like but your job to be a little bit more pleasant. <laughs> the, the, well, that, thank you. But the only, <laughs> the only ones I, the only ones I will say, I don't want to say I feel bad for them because it sounds like they can't handle their business. And they no, can't. like a Didi and Mary Kay, Sure. Where they're they get nasty messages, and I, we all know why they're getting those nasty messages because yes. I don't get those messages, and Daryl doesn't necessarily get those messages, and Grossi no. doesn't get them, and Petrak doesn't get them, and I'm going. Yes. It's just amazing that the that the women who seem to cover the Browns or they yep. cover the NFL and and Aditi because she covers three to four teams in, in, in the NFL, she gets them from four, four different cities. I know. So, but when it comes to Mary Kay, I, I will say, I will retweet certain stories that she has. Cause like she had a great story with miles Garrett's mom was, wasn't it fantastic. Stories. Yeah. Oh. And I, and I'm just like, this is a great story. And I love getting the messages where they go, well, Ken, I'm blocked by Mary Kay. So <laughs> sorry. And I go, and I'm just sitting, I look at my phone and go, I'm sure you didn't say anything to get blocked by Mary yeah. Kay. I'm sure of that. No. Oh, yeah. I'm Not sure at you're all. totally innocent. Not at all. Good Lord. I just, I can't help but chuckle. I go, hey, you, you know why you did something. You know what you said. You know what you said wasn't right. <laughs> it, you know it, it. 
it, it's the word and you're right it is because they're women i mean there's no other explanation yeah. those it are is. the only ones that i i feel but but every, every other one of us if i say it i got what's coming to me so absolutely there, there, but there's so many times i tell you what when it comes to social media when it comes to twitter mm-hmm. and lima's lima's having more fun with it than he did we, we've talked about this together we don't really talk about it on air i do not I used to say, I got to get an opinion out on this. Boom, tweet it, go. And I go, why? I go, I, they don't pay me to tweet. I don't get paid to tweet. It's true. I get paid to get people to listen to the radio or, or listen to the podcast. That's what I get paid to do. I go, why? Absolutely. I, and I, I have no problem answering questions on Twitter, interacting with people on Twitter. Yeah. That is part of the job. That is sure. absolutely part of the job is yep. to, if someone goes, hey, Ken, what do you think about JOK starting week one? Hey, thanks for the question. I think you can. And, you know, Ken, what do you think about Mac Wilson? Oh, I think a lot of people are pretty, pretty hard on Mac Wilson. He's a fifth round guy, but that's fine. That's totally fine. But why sit there, especially if I got something that I go, they can't hear my voice. They can't hear my context here. When they hear me, I catch a lot more flies with honey. And I know that, okay, if, if I say, I'm thinking of a controversial standpoint here. Sure. Uh, think of something with big Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Landry. There you go. You know, if Jar- you know, well, no, I'm pro Jarvis. So I can't, yeah. and I'm, pro- and I'm uh, the, the official show stance is signing Baker to an extension. I'm just thinking of something I would say that might not sit well with maybe some of like, okay. Like say there's like hardcore Baker fanboys. Yeah. Waiting, if I said, yeah. Waiting to, if I, yeah, yeah. If I go on the air and I go, well, you know, out of play action, if he were to do this, this, and this better, they'd be doing that, that, and that better. That's fine. But if I and, and people go, okay, I could kind of see that. I'm just making some up off the top of my head. I think right. it's fine that they run out of play action. That's okay. But if I said that on the air, there's a lot more understanding. If I tweet it, then I'm just a hater. Yeah. And, I'm, and I go, no, 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 no. Let me just promote what I'm going to say on the air. And if you want to listen to it, listen to it. If you don't want to listen to it, then don't listen to it. You know, that's one of them things. But there's no point of me getting in and, and i told you i told you at the beginning of the thing like if i know a person or or know of them or we've talked before like yeah maybe i'll trade some barbs here and there but sure usually i'm um, usually i'm pretty nice about this type of stuff just because there's no point of getting nasty on social media or anything like that. no now, no now writers they can't really help it because you know what they what they say is is written and that's a different context to people so that makes it a little bit more difficult for them but for me why I got four hour show. Why do I, why do I have to sit there and tweet out every opinion? No, you listen don't. tomorrow. Yes. What I think about this. <laughs> so that's the way that works. So going back, let's see, 2016 was five years ago. We went 0 and 16, been through three regimes. Is it lucky that we got, is it lucky we got here how we got here? <laughs> There's some it, luck involved. Isn't there a lot of there's yeah. a lot of luck involved? There is in there. luck involved. Because this can't be how Jimmy involved. and D Haslam drew it up, man. <laughs> we could have. That's why you know I when when we talk about teams tanking and stuff like that. Yep. Watch the Dolphins this year, because they wanted to tank. And Chris Greer wanted he got rid of Mika Fitzpatrick. They got rid of. I mean, Laramie Tunsil's been a little bit up and down, but I think he's been great. They sure. got rid of Laramie Tunsil for picks. They wanted that number one pick, and they got a coach who was too good of a coach. Brian Flores, is, Brian Flores, to me is one of the most impressive coaches I've ever seen. I mean that. I yeah. think he's great. It's off to a and great start, man. <laughs> he would not let them go down in the mud. 
And, you know, they, they took Tua Tungavailoa over Justin Herbert. They did. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost the reverse of 83 where the nah, – Ken O'Brien was a good quarterback. The, the, the Chiefs took Todd Blackledge over Dan Marino. Right. You know, that type of thing. Sure. You took Tua Tungavailoa over Justin Herbert. Now, Tua, Tua might end up still being a good quarterback, but a lot of people are wondering – well, they have to eat that now, and it's going. So you tank that thing out. You got draft picks. You played. They played in Cleveland. They had 22, 23 guys on that roster that were undrafted free agents. They had a totally different 2019 defense to toward 20, 2018 to 2019 defense at, when they came to Cleveland. And the Browns just beat them and they, 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 because they were a better football team. That's yeah, all. Absolutely. And that guy was that good of a coach. They did everything they could yeah. to lose many games, and they still might not get to the mountaintop. I know. And, and what bothers me is that, it, like, say the, the Browns got a team that can win the Super Bowl this year. No doubt about it. They Absolutely, can get to the baby. Game. They can get the Super Bowl 56, and I don't give a damn. They can, they can beat Tampa Bay. They can beat any team in the NFL. I don't care what anybody says they can. If they wake up on the right side of the bed, they can beat Tampa Bay. They can beat the Packers. They can beat the Rams. doesn't matter to me. And – if they win the Super Bowl, one of the things that are really, really going to annoy me as a Browns fan, I'll just be <laughs> drunk and happy. But yeah. what will annoy me as a sports fan and lighting furniture on fire? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what what could annoy me as a sports fan and, a, and an analyst is going, well, you know, they went one and 31. They ate a lot of crap. They ate plates of crap for a oh, long yeah. time and they did it the right way. You have to do. They got luck. Kevin Stefanski was still around. Baker Mayfield didn't pack it in and decide to go out there and suck up the room. He actually took coaching and it was, it was a good time. Um, they were able to get Donovan Peoples Jones in the sixth round. Wyatt Teller. Wyatt. I know. Teller, who yep. I didn't even know if he was going to win the starting job at I right know, guard. Man. Come out. And Wyatt Teller ended up being a good, and they, and people always say Austin Corbett sucked up the room. Austin Corbett's actually a pretty good offensive lineman. Yeah. Now. He's still start. He's still starting for the Rams. You know yeah. that being out there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's not, I don't think he's Wyatt Teller by any means, but no. Austin Corbett has been a good offensive lineman. Absolutely. But Wyatt Teller worked out. Like there's, there's been certain guys who've worked out in certain places. Like some of this, some of this is luck. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, I equate. You said eat, eating piles of shit for years. I mean, yeah, because I've I've honestly said I equate these last five years with the Browns. I equate it to Shawshank Redemption, and they literally Andy Dufresne through a half mile pipe of shit to get here. Yeah, yeah, and it's it. I just don't. It, it's such a copycat league that people are gonna go look at the Browns. So see, that's how you do it. That you got to tank it out. You got to do it this way. It's like no, man, no, no. you you can't do it that way. Like. You know, we, we always bring up the, we always bring up the heat and, and, and in the NBA, like Pat Riley didn't take anything out. The heat no. are a pretty good basketball team, pretty good organization. He didn't take anything out. Uh, the, the Philadelphia 76ers tanked everything out there. You know, they're, they're good, but I still want to be on the road. They're not you elite. Have, they're not elite. Yeah, you don't have to do it one way in particularly. <laughs> and it's, I'm telling you, that's, I, I think it's going to annoy you too, as a, as a sports, it's just, because you're going to go, hey, man, it's not all sunshine and roses. Like, we said a lot of regrettable things to people that we like over fighting over Sashi Brown, yeah. fighting over 1-31, in 31, Hugh yeah. Jackson, the whole thing. Like, we, <laughs> that, it was not easy. This was not easy. This no. was a lot of stress. No. For, every, for, for, as, for as happy as I was, I swear to you, for as happy as I was last year, and, like, can't wait for 6 o'clock. 
<laughs> I'm not even going to be hung over. I love I'm going to be full steam. It's going to be a great time. Like, there were times in 2019. Oh, God. Where you just sit there and, like, like, I felt like I was in trouble. I've always equated a, a bad brown season in the past to, like, you're in trouble and you know, like, you, you just got, like, I felt almost respond like the kid like when you brought up the uh the denver game yeah i went i guaranteed this i have no power over the browns whatsoever of course and i would never act like i do but i i, I mean i would sit there and i'm going i, I have the answer for this tomorrow yeah and i got so mad you took it I personal you took it, yeah, pers- you take it personally yeah and, and people will call up and they get they're so mad and they're so frustrated and you got it and it's 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 stressful and to hear that and to hear people giving either saying they're giving up and not giving up or fully giving up, I don't I wouldn't put that on anybody. They have some set of themselves. I mean, D has them set of the Cranes Cleveland uh, a couple years ago. Like I wouldn't do it this way again. Sure. That's the owner of the team telling you yeah. she wouldn't do it again. Yeah. And they're and they're gonna be a successful franchise again this year. And they should make a run at it. And if they do it all. They're going to be looked at as the model. To, this is how you do it. I'm going, Ooh. yeah, no, this is not. It's so funny to me because I, I, I again, I've discussed this with several guests because it's just so fascinating to me that, you know, they've gone through th- three regimes in five years, but each regime contributed, contributed at least a little bit to this, to where we're at now. Like yep. Sashi acquired all the assets, stripped down the Brown had his future slammed in his face in one sport in particular to, to put this team in a better position. You yeah. just mentioned John, you just mentioned Andrew. I mean, yep. you're right. Yeah. Right. It, it's, it, it's why it's just fascinating to me. And then John, obviously, you know, I mean, let's face it. John acquired a lot of the talent we have. You were just talking about Wyatt Teller. That was a John Dorsey acquisition, not to mention all the skill positions uh, on, on offense and Baker of all people. Um, and then you got, uh, now you got Andrew Barry who, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's it's just it's fascinating to me. I don't care. I I don't care how we got here. I'm just glad we're here. Um, let me ask you this. What? The, wild, the wild card game against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Was that the are we going to look back on that game in, let's say, 10 years as that was the night that everything completely turned around? And even so, even. Oh. Well, even you mean between the two teams? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Between the Browns and the Steelers. I think so. It's not like the Browns. I don't think the Browns are going to be. I find it hard to believe that the Browns would beat the Steelers as regularly. Yeah. They're not going to dominate them for 20 years, but I I think there's been a changing of the guard. I I think that's how we're going to look back on that. I I think so. I, I think the Steelers have done. I think they've made a tremendous mistake. I, I. What's that? I, I expect more. I really do. I'm disappointed in them. I expect more. And I think I think Ben Roethlisberger will start out the season well because he'll be healthy. Yeah, he but did last year too. He will. He's always going to do what he wants to do. So he wanted. He was dedicated to working out, and by the end of the season, he looked like me. He was <laughs> dedicated to running the offense. By the end of the season, he was calling his own plays. That's documented now. Uh, he will always be his own quarterback, and I. If I were not in Cleveland, where I hate Ben Roethlisberger for a multitude of reasons, as a fan, yeah, I 
I would, I look at Ben Roethlisberger. See, if I were in Seattle and I said this, I would say this. People would listen. If I say it in Cleveland, I'm a hater. I, I'm still disappointed in his career because I think he has the size and the natural gift to, I think he could have taken two Super Bowls away from Tom Brady if he put in the work that Tom Brady did. Sure. Tom Brady's obsessed with winning. Tom Brady's obsessed with breaking down tape. Ben Roethlisberger, I think, likes to play the games. I don't think that Ben Roethlisberger's ever had, and you could ask Jay Glazer or anybody, Ben Roethlisberger's never had the type of work ethic that is needed, that is really needed to be that Manning, Brady type of quarterback. Yeah. And he has the ability. He has better. I think he has more natural talent than both of those guys. Because I mean, the fact that you're basically saying he hasn't had the work ethic of of other yeah. Hall of Fame yeah. quarterbacks that uh, if he did. Yeah, Pittsburgh media will agree with me. Yeah, it's natural ability. You're right. Yeah. He's got all, I mean, every tools, the size, everything. And, yeah. and, to be, and, and to be 39 years old and still be able to play that way, sure. shows, it, it, I, think it, I think it even strengthens my point going, if yeah, you would have taken care of yourself, where would you be right now? Yeah. Where would you be? Yeah. You would have stuffed out so many Browns fans for a long time over this. And... I, I, they, they, for whatever reason, they reworked the, the deal. They don't want to go after other guys. And I thought, I thought Mason Rudolph actually played well on week 17. I have to admit, yeah. I, I'm not a yeah. Mason Rudolph fan, no. but I, I think, Nor am played, I. <laughs> I think he played well in week 17. It's like, yeah, cause he followed, he followed the offense. He followed what the, what the coaching was. Yeah. Put them in a position where they still could have, I, I can't believe it still could have won that football game. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't do that for you guys, you guys, for the Steelers to go into this season and make that same mistake. Okay. All right. I think they're the, I think they're the third best team in the division easily. And who knows how the season is going to go, man. Cause Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is a leader. I don't know about Zach Taylor. We'll see what the Bengals do. I, I think they're in trouble. I think the Steelers are in trouble. Cause I tell you, they really haven't done much this off season either. And they haven't addressed any heir apparent to, to Ben. I mean, they they can't obviously believe that Mason Rudolph is that guy. Um, and speaking of offseason, uh, now, granted, this is only two offseasons now with Andrew Barry at the helm. But last year's offseason, it was used to completely revamp the offensive line. And he did so and turned it into one of the best in the league. This year, it's all about the defense, baby. And he has completely transformed that defense, uh, especially in the in the back seven. Hell, even shit, even the front seven. We got, I think they've signed thirty defensive tackles in the last three weeks. Um, just kind of speak on this offseason for the Browns, because I think it it it's it just it, it screams to me that they obviously, I mean, they obviously have a plan, but the fa- it, you can just have a plan, but you still got to execute it, and. In my eyes, and now granted, it's on paper, but it seems to me that they've executed their offseason plan pretty damn well, man. So I don't know, man. Just speak a little bit about Andrew Barry this offseason, what the Browns have done, my dude. Why am I asked me? I'm writing this down right now. Yep. Because I should have said this weeks ago and I didn't. Because he didn't ask it on the air. Sure. He said, listen, all the fans love Baker Mayfield. Do they love Baker Mayfield? I said, no. They probably really like Baker Mayfield. I don't know if they love Baker Mayfield because if they love love Baker Mayfield, he would have already been signed. Whatever, and, and that that's the same for Lamar. That's the same for Josh Allen. Sure, football teams look at it different from us. Absolutely. But what you just said about the defense and what they were willing to put in, I'm like, well, if they 
because I thought it was going to be a two or three year process with the defense. It takes yeah. a long time to build a defense. Absolutely. And they went out. They got you know they got John Johnson. They got Troy Hill. They got they, they went out. They got they got JOK. They they went. They got Greg Newsom in the draft and they yes. signed defensive tackles. And goodness gracious, Jadavion Clowney. Yeah. And you know, he's a name. We'll see what he can do. But he's a name. Yeah. And uh, you know, Mary Kay said with us last week she expects them to be by the end of the season, probably not week one. Obviously. You got to play together for a while, but Absolutely. by the end of the season, they should be a top ten defense. I'm going, whoo, that is a big, that's a big jump for that team. So I'm thinking, well, that's probably a reflection of what they think they can do with Baker to maximize it. Now some people say, well, they just think they need so much talent around Baker to maximize it. Well, he he has a team friendly contract right now, and you want to make you want to make sure you can do yeah. everything you can. And I would say that you didn't want to sit there and just waste money on other guys. No one, no team's going to want to waste money on players. So. I would say that's probably a reflection on Baker and how good he can be. And I would say that's a reflection on the team that, you know, maybe they thought, maybe they thought they weren't going to be. And it wouldn't surprise me because if I, I said nine and seven last year and a lot of sure. people disagreed, thought they weren't going to be that good. And so maybe they thought that they weren't going to be 11 and five and they ended up being 11 and five and, and winning a game in the playoffs and playing tight with Kansas city and, they feel that their window's open now, and so they're going to go for the gusto and, and try to do it. So I that's I think it's a reflection on how good the team was last year, how good the cult – I will say how good the culture is right now, bringing in free agents. I can say that with confidence. That seems from, from a fan from afar, that just seems like something that has been fixed, that being the culture. Well, yeah, and I think because I think it's put the quarterback in the better situation. Like, again, a calmer coach puts the quarterback in a stronger spot. The quarterback then can – can be a leader naturally instead of trying to force it uh, because you, 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 you put Baker in a situation where he's trying to put out fires two years ago and then you're too young. You've already stepped in it before with the Duke Johnson stuff and some of the other stuff where it's just not a natural thing for him to be a leader. He was like, he's forcing it two years ago now sure. because the coach is in a strong position, then it puts your quarterback to be in a strong position. And I think that because, and they win and that's obviously the key then they can trust each other a little bit more. Absolutely. So that helps. That really helps. And that, that helps Baker Mayfield. So people say, well, is the culture better or did they just, did they just get better players? Yeah. Better players usually leads to a better culture, but they had really good players in 2019. The culture. They, I mean, that, that 2019 team was very talented and you can't, you, you can't convince me otherwise, but you, but as much as they did, it's the same thing with Arizona, where I think Arizona is a talented team, and you just can't skip the step. In the words of, yeah. in the words of Zach Jackson, you, 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 a lot of teams try to skip the step, and you can't skip the step. And we tried to do it in 2019, and that one failed. Yeah. That one failed. But I think the defense is in a good spot. I, I do too. And uh, and uh, Joe Woods has some horses and I'm, I want to see what his defense can do with some horses. And uh, we mentioned luck a little bit in this turnaround Browns were kind of lucky that Greg Newsom fell to where he did perfectly. And I, they were definitely lucky where they got JOK moving up to 52 to snag him. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I follow, I follow the draft very closely. I, I, I read up a ton. Um, Newsom was the guy I really wanted. I, he really yeah. was. And I, I know a lot of Browns fans, I, I think it was kind of split. Half, half Browns fans wanted Newsom, half wanted uh, JOK. It seemed hell. I could even argue it seemed like more wanted JOK. 
I just think a lot of people were fine with either one. I, yeah, I, I wanted agree. JOK, and yeah. then he fell to 52, and when he kept falling, I'm going, man, something, something must be wrong with this guy. I don't know what it is. <laughs> a couple different rumors here and there. And then yeah. you hear about the heart, the issue, heart issue, and yeah. they say it's fine. But I was happy to get him. I was happy to get Greg Newsom. I, I don't know, at 26, am I really going to – unless it was a running back or another quarterback or something like that, was sure. I really going to stream? No, definitely uh, not. Kicker, definitely not. Kicker, I might, yeah, kicker or punter, <laughs> I might not have been happy about it. Long snapper or something. But any anything with any common sense of going, hey, you need a corner. You, you, you wanted a good corner. You wanted a good secondary player. Absolutely. That type of thing. It, remi- it reminded me of like Ravens and Steelers drafts of years past where they'd be, they'd be sitting in the draft about right where we were at 26, 24, 28, somewhere in there. It seemed like every goddamn year, one of these, one of these defensive studs or just one of these stud prospects in general would just fall on their fucking lap. And that kind of happened to the Browns this year. And it's, it's, it's everything, just even little things like that, Ken. It just feels different, yeah. man. Well, that's another thing. That's another thing about culture. Because you can yes. if you if you perceive to have a good culture, you can take guys like a Timmy Jernigan out of FSU. Yeah. Was seen as a problem. And I'm like, man, if the Browns would have taken Timmy Jernigan, it would have been the same old Browns. The Ravens take him, and people think they're very excited about it. I think he's had a pretty decent career, but other guys. You know, if you just if, if there's a difference in jerseys, there's a difference in, and the Browns have to earn it. They, they're 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 getting there, but they're yeah. still going to take a couple more years. Like if, if a player just sends up with the Ravens, you expect that player to be better than what he would if he ended up with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sure, you know, you just expect things to be a little bit different for certain players in certain certain uniforms. Guy who sure. ends up in a Steelers jersey, it's going to be different than he would if he were in a Lions jersey. That type of thing. Yeah. Browns actually, and then this kind of leads me to uh rest of this offseason. Browns acquired uh Ronnie Harrison last summer. It was pretty late in the process of of you know of the seat of the offseason. Um, you think the Browns are done acquiring players this year? I mean, they, they got Ronnie Harrison after the injury to Grant Delpit. True. So true. You know, you're never done. You're yeah. never done. It's but you, you think about okay. You you always want your draft picks. You always want your guys you can control. Ronnie mm-hmm. Harrison was in a spot where a team was leading in tanking. I don't know. I don't know how many teams are going into this season with zero aspirations. Sure, and would be willing to just overtly deal like that. Like we've had a couple of teams here, starting with us. You know, back in 2016, 17, that were willing to, that everybody knew was willing to make moves. And you could go after some of their players. That's it's one of the things, man, where it's like, you know, when you want to go back to Sashi, it's like, hey, if you want to get rid of Joe Hayden, you might as well try to trade Joe Hayden instead of cutting Joe Hayden. Yeah, that was that was a Sashi move I really, truly yeah. didn't understand. It didn't really make, you know, eh, yeah, I didn't. But really... again, difference in Jersey. And he played he played with a naturally better defense that he took did. a lot of pressure off of him. Then he ended up elongating his career because, yeah, but he was I... in a, because he was in a, people don't remember this. He was in a bad place for the Browns by the time he got, he was, he got cut. He was, you know, there were people when he had the concussion, when he had the hand injury, mm-hmm. you know, there were people who'd be walking around like, oh, he runs on his hands now, that type of thing. And it just didn't seem like there was a buy in. Sure. And then he goes to Pittsburgh, and and I it, not that, nothing against Joe Hayden. He's good with the fans. He's a good guy, all that yeah. stuff. But that can that can wear on you, just like a, Josh Cribbs, who's a great guy and, a, and great with the fans, had a meltdown himself. Like, yep, that type of culture could wear on you if you're even one of the main guys there. So <laughs> I can see I may that, or but, may not have a pay pay Cribs T-shirt still. Yeah, 
I, wanted to pay. I didn't have the t-shirt. I wanted to pay him. Oh, I, I, I do. In it's in my closet. Yep. Yep. I, but, uh, a guy like a guy like Ronnie, it might just take it. God forbid it might take an injury or something like that, but sure. I, I don't know if they're, I don't think they're ever done. I think there's always a deal to be made, and, but I'd rather have Grant Delpit, Delpit healthy and, yeah. And hopefully, have Williams healthy. We'll see where that goes. What are you? Uh, what are you hearing on his uh, on his recovery? Is he pretty pretty much as far as who? Uh, Grant Delpit. Grant Delpit. I'm sorry. Yeah. Same as everybody else. Yeah. It's just. It seems he's supposed to. He's on track. That's what it. But they, I, 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 I think it's unfair to the kid to bank on him. I, I, I'm afraid too many fans are are banking on him, and and I believe in the player. The rookie. Yeah. The rookie. Exactly. Still a rookie. Coming off a major injury. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's He's still a rookie. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just I feel ready. the same way you do. Yeah, I, I think it's unfair to the kid a little bit. Um, I'm I, 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 anything I'll, I'll tell you right now, anything out of greedy, I'll take. I'll take anything. Him too. Know. Him too. Yes, He's been banged up. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So we'll see. When I hear nerve damage, I don't know. When I, I had knees, it, it's not the same. I'm not an athlete for crying out loud. But when yeah. I when I broke my leg right under my knee when I was when I was 15 years old and I couldn't feel I can't feel anything on my left leg from about mid thigh no shit down to mid calf on the left side it's very weird it feels very weird like if somebody else touches it I'm like get away <laughs> get away like, from Liz me. I'm like no stay no, away from me honey. No. and uh they're like oh that'll grow back over time and I'm like I I it's been 20 years almost and I can't feel anything on that side so when I hear about nerve damage, I I get very nervous about that type of thing. That it's serious so, shit, man. It it, to, yeah. it definitely is. So it's, I think everything that they've done on defense will will be some insurance for greedy and uh, and Delpit. But yeah. yeah, I just uh, yeah, I'm just ready for the season to get rolling, dude. Uh, are the Browns the second best team in the AFC right now? Kansas City number one. Yes, yes, sir. Ravens got a good group. They do. I like not sleeping on. I like the Chargers. I like the Chargers. They're sneaky, but up top to bottom, the Browns are number two. I think Browns are number two. How does that feel? How does it feel to say that? How does it feel to great process that? But now it feels like it should be done. Now it feels like it's it's all like oh, this is something that should have happened. Now I mean, you you got went to the you went to the divisional round. Yeah, you went there. So yeah, to say that they're number two, okay, we'll see. And, and God, the Bills. I, I don't want the Bills. You can't sleep on the Bills either. Obviously, there's always something weird about the Bills. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't see them, and I like the Bills, but I don't see them in the way yeah. that that some of them do. I I, I got to watch the Bills some more. I don't want to disrespect them, so I, I no definitely I uh, I recuse myself from commentary <laughs> about Buffalo right now. But they, they got a great coach and a great defense down there, and yeah. I, I think they got a young grand choice franchise quarterback so you can't count yeah, that. one of the three best one of the three best how about that in yeah. a mix yeah for Kansas sure. city cleveland buffalo yeah I'm, i think I'm i right believe there. that i think i'm right there uh, with you I, i'll tell you this um there's a couple of teams that i i, I do want to pay attention to I, I as much as i disrespect the raiders because i think john Gruden <laughs> is a tv show host he still gets he still gets a couple of wins out of them yeah and they're kind of in the middle of it I'm waiting for him to prove me wrong and then actually make the playoffs. The Dolphins got a really good football team now. That's a really well coached team. Comes down to two with they, them. Comes down to two with them. 
I don't know if they got what it takes to get over the hump and get into the postseason. Yeah. I really, really, really like the Chargers. Yeah. I always have. Uh, there's, there, I like their defense. Yep. I like their players. I like their weapons. I like Justin Herbert a ton. We'll see what Brandon Staley does. I don't want to speak ill of him. I want to keep an open mind because he's a local guy. Yeah. So I think the Chargers can be a surprise. You know, in the NFC, I people were critical of J.J. Watt to go to Arizona. Sure. I, again, they were supposed to be a playoff team in 2020. So I could see why he would maybe go to the Cardinals. I just blame Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury is a good head coach. I think he might be a good offensive coordinator. Yeah. I don't I don't blame Kyler Murray for last year. I some no. people do. Some people are like, ah, oh, this is the beginning of the realization of <laughs> Kyler Murray. And I go, Well, I, I, I just I watched some of, yeah, I watched some of their game day decisions and I, I disagree with that level of thinking. And we still I'll tell you what, we don't know what's gonna happen with Aaron Rodgers. And we don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. You know, these are two things that over the next few months we got to pay attention to because absolutely Aaron Rodgers has been adamant he ain't coming back now. Yep. Deshaun Watson has his problems and he's <laughs> been adamant he ain't coming back now. Yep. So I think the Houston Texans are preparing. The Texans, I would say, maybe are the team that you would look at and go, they want draft picks. Maybe you can make trades with the Texans. That's the team I should have thought about earlier. Just a second. sure. But it seems that they're moving on with life without Deshaun Watson. They're going to look to move on from him. Well, who's going to go after Deshaun Watson? If it's another AFC team that all of a sudden can be loaded, you got yourself a problem. Uh, it's our quarterback that's going to go down in the preseason that you can go after a guy like Deshaun Watson. Could, could Washington go after him? That's an NFC team. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. That's an yeah. NFC team. Yep. You know, what would be and, – and Denver is a possibility for, for yes, Rodgers. Yes, yeah. And yes, we play, we played yeah. Denver and Green Bay this, this year, so and, we, could, we could get Rodgers in either one of those matchups. John Gruden is crazy. He's more than willing to throw <laughs> Mike Mayock under the bus. Yeah. And they will – and they're nuts. And now that they're in Vegas and they'll have an influx of cash and, mm-hmm. and they want to make a splash and do Vegas things, I think that Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers are – are there for them, and I think that the, their defense sucks, sucks out loud. It One does. of the worst defenses, I, and I watch a lot of terrible <laughs> Browns defenses. Their defense is so bad, and it's what makes me so much more frustrated that the weather was as bad as it was because you should have oh, been great. Gosh. The, the, they just lined is... it up. They lined it up and pounded you. <sighs> That's the. I'll tell you what. And now I'm, I know I'm going off. I know I'm going off. No, go. That's baby. why I like the Tommy Togi. I think. Okay. Sure. Because when they get a guy like Tommy Togi, and well, I'm not saying he's going to end up being Vince Wolfork or anything like that. Well, what Tommy Togiai can do is he can play with double teams, he can fight through double teams, and he can play big. And what I yes. mean by playing big is exactly the situation of what you saw with Las Vegas, where the weather was bad, they got a good offensive line, and they know that our defensive line wasn't that great. I mean, Larry no. O, Larry O, by and large, I thought did he was take the next step. He didn't. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't take the next step. Right. Uh, Sheldon Richardson did his best, but when you're thin, they're so thin, they didn't have – they didn't have any depth that the Raiders in the second half of that game could just line up, play big, uh-huh. pound the ball down the a gap, double Smart. team and, and be able to keep the ball. And when you got a guy like him, like Tommy Togiai, and you got a couple other ones, we'll see what Billings can do. When you got a couple other guys that could play big and maybe take a double team. Yeah. Then that makes it better. Like we had, we had Joe Thomas on the pre on the, uh, on the draft show. Yeah. We were hosting with Joe and Joe said, you know, I, I played against Malik Jackson. Malik is not a guy who necessarily plays big. He goes, the Tommy Togiai guy, that's going to help. That's going to help because there's going to be a, a couple, there's going to be situations where the weather ain't great. 
where you're yeah. going to pack in. I mean, Deshaun Watson's a good quarterback. Deshaun Watson didn't throw a lot. Derek Carr has a good arm. They didn't throw a lot. No. Nope. They're going to pack it in, and they're going to try to play big and run the ball down your throat and get out of there with a win. And now you can do that. And it's going to help you in the third and fourth quarter where you can hopefully run away and hide. Their team's built anyway to win a lot of games in the regular season. There's going to be another question. No doubt. There. Yeah, there's going to be another test of Baker in the postseason, but they're built to win a lot of games in the regular season. But I think that Tommy Togiai pick, I think he can help out. He's not, I don't know if he's going to show up in the stat sheet. I don't think he's – I don't think I'm going to get calls about him on a, on a, on a sure. Sunday <laughs> Monday morning, I should say. Yeah, but I think I think he can help. I think he can help out that defensive line. Well, going in this offseason, I mean that that was one of my things, especially I, I, even before Richardson got released, uh, was was addressing addressing that interior defensive line, and they've definitely done that in the last month. They've they've acquired via free agency and the draft uh, a lot of players. So I. I I'm looking forward to how that shakes out because I, I think that that room, that position group, is going to be one of the biggest battles in camp. Yeah, I, it's. I, I think you're going to have a situation in a lot though where you'll have you because you you just there's such there's such big bodies and so much is asked of them physically. Sure, you have to have a good rotation, so you're going to have to keep more than we think because you're going to have it's going to be an interesting defense. They wanted to it run is. dime. Nathan told me this, and I, I was floored, that Joe Woods' goal going into a season is to run over 400 snaps and dime. Yes. They were able to run 16 snaps and dime right. because of their secondary, their problems they had in their secondary. So you're going to see a lot of six-man secondaries. And the Chargers started doing this a few years ago. They mm -hmm. were like the first ones. They had seven guys out there. They had – yeah. Know, there, was a, there was a lot of spots where – you had three defensive linemen, a linebacker, and you had four guy or seven guys in your secondary. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, the league's different. It you is. You need more fast switch guys to be able to combat a Patrick Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson. Uh, and you need more guys that are disciplined because that Baltimore game, that that's what that's what pissed off everybody, and rightfully so. And they they, they knew what they were pissed off at, even though if they couldn't say it, that sure. You know, it's not just an Andrew Sandejo thing. It's that no. You got, got like, what are you doing? He can't. It, he, he wasn't even supposed to take, be in that you're role. Not to be make fair. Tackle up there anyway. You're not yeah. tackling Lamar Jackson up there anyway. He tries out of the backfield. <laughs> if he takes off, then you can deal with that. But you're biting on this stuff where he rolls left, he rolls yeah. light, and right, and you're biting on this, and then you're just you leave Hollywood Brown wide open. Yeah. And it's just stupid stuff that no, you would you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that in Perry Youth football, let no. alone the NFL. No, you wouldn't do that. No. So that's every fan in attendance of twelve thousand, every person watching at home was as pissed as they possibly could be in that moment because you knew the breakdown. Yeah, Browns fans aren't stupid, and you know the breakdown, and that that's still that that one upset you almost as much doesn't such upset you as much but almost upset you as much as the uh chad Henney third and 13 oh lord have mercy third and 14 but he got 13 and a half on third and yeah <laughs> you're playing with about 60 percent of a team i know i, I 
still weren't what you needed to be. That's how good they were. That's how good the offense was. That's how good the coaching was. How good Bill Callahan was. Absolutely. That's how good they were last year. Absolutely. That's, now that they got that that defense, hope, hopefully it's good. I'm I'm excited down. because I yeah. think Joe Woods' defense, his scheme is it intrigues me. <laughs> it's like you yeah. said. It, you know, I mean, essentially, he's going to have. You know, like you said, 400 snaps, you said, in, in yeah. the dime. I mean, that's three safeties on the field. That third safety is essentially your second linebacker. So yeah. I, I I, just, now that he has the horses, I just want to fucking see it. And I want, want to see how effective it is. Because I really, truly believe they finally got some yeah. horses well, back and, there. And plus, you know, just watching as a fan, he's just, he's out of excuses now. Joe Woods is out he of excuses. He is. I mean, and You're I right. made a ton for him last year. I made a ton for him. I, Me too. Me too. Uh, I said all year, he didn't have the horses, guys. What do you want yeah. him to do? And I, I thought it was rightfully so that he, he I made the excuses for him. And some people were critical. Lima was critical of that too. Going, oh, you know, he's a defense <laughs> coordinator before. And I said, yeah. I fucking love Lima. I'm like, you need players. <laughs> you need players. You know, the ain't interested in What are we talking about here? And uh, so that got him a little bit of time there, but. Yeah, now it's over. Now you got you. You're gonna have to make a break here. It's it's this is gonna spell. It's gonna spell a lot. It's a big season for assistants too, because you know if they do if they do very well again, you know it changes where you, the way Alex Van Pelt is seen. Sure, we just said like, well, you think about how to go out and build a football team. Well, but also the coaching too. Yeah, you know, Arthur Smith, uh, he's a head coach now. I tell you what, you look in Carolina. Sam Darnold's getting his trying to get his career back on track. Everybody yeah. loves Joe Brady. Sure. If Sam, if Sam Darnold's able to turn it around, I think Joe Brady. Who did I say? I saw oh, my my bold prediction was to Lima passing earlier this week. I said Joe Brady's going to be the head coach in Arizona next year, which probably is wrong, but still, <laughs> uh, I still think if they if they get back on track, Joe Brady will be a head coach, and then. I'd be willing to say, you know, it's an offensive league, so I don't know if Joe Woods would get the nod. He might get a, he might get an interview, but I'd be willing to bet if Baker does better this year and that offense continues to thrive, I bet I bet Alex Van Pelt gets a look. Sure, I'd be I could see it, or or they or they fall apart. And I'm totally wrong, but right. I, uh, I I I can't see other than I can't see other than injury them falling apart. I don't think I don't think there's any way other than no just terrible horrible injury luck. No, there's really no excuses for Woods at this point. There isn't. He's he's got the horses. He does now. Expect it week one out of the gates for that defense to be fully gelled. No, but by week six, week seven, week eight, yeah, there's no there's no excuses. Speaking of Baker, when they gonna give him that extension? Because it's next year. Next year, you think next year? Yeah, you got it. You got a couple of years. It'll be next year. See where the salary cap goes. I think it'll be next. Year. I don't know. Uh, Lime always brings up that there's a couple guys that went a little, went a little bit later. You know, Mahomes got an extension where in September, I think, or something like that. Yeah. So he did. I mean, it can be done a little bit later. I think they'll wait till next. Year. I, I I get both both sides of waiting and not waiting. I understand both. Uh, I think it'll go the way of Dak Prescott. It could, sure. or it could go the way of Dak Prescott. You know, sure. Or, I, I will Nick Chubb get extended before Baker Mayfield. I don't think so. Don't think so. I think he'll get franchise tag. That's what I was thinking too. I, I was, love Nick Chubb, but I, I, I think he's going to get franchise tag. 
I think that's what's going to happen. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I have no problem with that. Yeah. Well, you always want to be taken care of. You want to make as much money as sure. you can. Sure. I get it. Yeah. For the player, tough. yeah, it's not the greatest. But <laughs> as a selfish fan, yeah, bring yeah. it back. Yeah. Oh, it, it, they asked me. The question got brought up by a caller last week about who's got more pressure on him going into this year. Would it be Wyatt Teller or Nick Chubb? And I said, Nick Chubb. I go, if Nick Chubb gets hurt again, that's two years in a row Nick Chubb gets hurt. Yeah. And then you go back, well, well, he had an injury problem in Georgia. Georgia, yeah. We can't give him a – which there will always be a demand for an offensive lineman. So if Wyatt Teller, who got hurt last year, gets hurt again, that argument can be made for Wyatt Teller, but you love offensive linemen. Okay, let's let's break – Let's let's give him some bread. Make make a deal with Wyatt Teller. Let's get that thing moving. But when it comes to Nick Chubb, that's just every key necessary to go. Well, yeah, eh. I'm a dozen, all that other stuff. And I love Nick Chubb, and I think he's great. But God, if God forbid, if he gets hurt, holy Toledo, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Oh my God. Let's just we need a, that luck. Some of the luck that we've the Browns have received in the last couple of years. They needed to keep going this year. And that being stay healthy, <laughs> please. We, I yeah. need, we all need this. Damn it. Speaking of, we, I, I got a few questions from Twitter from, uh, from, okay. from the fine folks on Twitter. Let me get these out of the way for you. Oh, uh, from the warden four, five Oh eight says, if you could watch a Browns game with one trailer parks, boys character, who would it be? And why? I know you love the trailer park boys. Your fucking face right now. Ricky. Ask me Ricky. Ricky. I wanted to be, I wanted to be a jerk and say Sam Lasco. Okay. <laughs> and watch it in his camper. Uh no, it's gotta be Ricky. Because like Ricky's it. always Ricky's ha- Ricky's not have a good time. Like I think Ricky's a hockey fan. Ricky's not a football fan. At least doesn't seem to be a football fan. He's a hockey fan. But you could tell he'd get passionate, loud. Uh, angry, he'd be really excitable, like bubbles. Who knows? Julian, God, Julian's boring. Um, but and I like Julian, but Julian's boring. It's got to be Ricky. Got to um, be Ricky. Jim Leahy, I, God rest his soul. I don't think Jim Leahy would be that interested to watch. He'd probably pass out by the second quarter. <laughs> Randy would be too interested in burgers. Lucy would probably get stoned and try to have sex with the entire room. There you go. Uh, Sarah might be fun to watch the game with. I think Sarah would be fun to watch the game with. Corey and Trevor would get annoying very quickly. Okay, in, in order, this is gonna be Fuck it, we're going up a notch. Ricky, Sarah, Bubbles, Officer George Green. Beautiful, because I can Beautiful. explain things to him because he's the dumbest cop on the. <laughs> I love it. Uh, next one's from Allison Burnett. Uh, Allison's a good. I've been following Allison a long time on Twitter. He's actually a screenwriter and filmmaker. Uh, he wrote, Again? yeah, he wrote the uh, screenplay for a uh, thriller from back in the day called Untraceable with Diane Lane. Uh, not a bad flick, actually. He wrote uh, that, or she yeah. wrote that? Who wrote that? He, he wrote the screenplay. Allison Burnett. I've never heard of this. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's a good dude. I like Allison. He's okay. he's worried about the backup quarterback position on the Browns. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, he says losing Baker is my number one fear in terms of getting to the Super Bowl. Does Ken think that the last piece of the puzzle might be getting a backup quarterback who is ready to start in a moment's notice? Case Keenum's still your guy. 
See, yeah, I kind of like Case Keenum. He's a good he, guy, man. I'm telling consistent. you, he's consistent. He knows the offense. I'm, I'm cool with Case Keenum personally. Backup. I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's uh, concerned about the backup quarterback because it's a very, it's a what much more important position than we think. Sure. Uh, but when it comes to backups, there's only. It's weird. There's, there's very few franchise quarterbacks, and there's very few quarterbacks that are backups that you would have any confidence in whatsoever. Sure. And when you have one. It's like one in the hand is better than two in the bush. And I actually think Case Keenum, Case Keenum had a hot hand for a season. Mm-hmm. He did. He, he did. And I think that uh, a season and a half, two seasons, whatever. I think Case Keenum would be okay. I think Case Keenum would be okay. There's a, there, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the quintessential. Everybody loves that guy as a backup, but, you know, no. Uh, it, because he's not, not available. Sure. You know, people are going to ask him to start for most of the season, most places. Uh, a lot of backup quarterbacks now, like Brian Hoyer knows this place. He's, he's there to get guys ready. Yep. But a lot of, some of these backup quarterbacks is they're, there's like a secondary market of QBs now. There's like an, I, I, I said emerging, an emerging QB market where like, okay, Mitch Trubisky is athletic Got a pretty decent arm. Let's see what he has with proper coaching. He's like Josh Allen. He's like a poor man's Josh Allen now that's in Buffalo behind Josh Allen. Yep. Uh, Jameis turns the ball over like crazy, strong arm. Let's put him with a good coach like Sean McVay and see if it's a little bit better. Even though Bruce Arians is a good coach, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Let's put him in a place there, see if we can calm his ass down and see if we can get him going in the right spot. Uh, Sam will start, see what happens with Teddy now. he, I think Teddy's smart enough. There's a, there's a handful of quality. I, I let me just say that I should, I'm making a short story long. There's a handful of quality. <laughs> I'm very good at doing that as well. Oh well, yeah. uh, talking to the king of that man. I used to do five yeah, hours a night by you. myself. So I can, Dude, I can sit here for four hours and listen oh, yeah. to you ramble about bullshit. So don't worry. I, uh, yeah, I, I'll tell you, there are there's a handful of quality backup quarterbacks out there. I think Case Keenum's in that mix. You're paying them like it. Hell, you're they are $6 shit. Six, six million a yeah. year, goddammit. Yeah, so right. he, he could be quality. <laughs> last, nice. last one from Twitter. This is from your neighborhood giant. Uh, they asked you, do you prefer steak or spaghetti? Both. Both. And that comes if back I got to an old – one of the funniest moments uh, on your show I've ever heard. Because uh, tell us about that story. <laughs> What, when Dale Earnhardt died? I got to tell you the story when Dale Earnhardt died. <laughs> but your steak and spaghetti. Wasn't it you had it both in one meal? Wasn't that the thing? And That's you were def- the meal. Yeah. It's not that uncommon. <laughs> and there's a lot of restaurants. My neighbor, my neighbor, two houses over, before he he's, a, he's an IT guy. Before he was an IT guy, he cooked. And he goes, you know, I hear you guys talking about steak and spaghetti. He cooked at this restaurant called Sylvester's, which is an Italian restaurant down yes. in Canada. And he says, that's a side. It's a side. It, he goes, that's not uncommon. We had steak with a side of spaghetti. This is not hard. And I, I have not had, I have not, I'll tell you this, I have not had steak and spaghetti since I got married. I have not had steak and spaghetti for <laughs> 10 years. All right, man. All and right. I want, that's all I wanted in, in 10 years is steak and spaghetti. And I'm, damn it. I'm getting, I'm, I got my birthday coming up next Saturday. No, next, next month, next Saturday, next month. Beautiful. And I'm eating steak and spaghetti. Come hell or high water. Do it, will, damn it. I will call Cordell and Cordell and get a divorce if I have to. 
so I can eat steak and spaghetti. It is not. It is not that <laughs> uncommon. It is not. You go to I, any good <laughs> restaurant, you know, they don't serve steak and spaghetti. They're not a good restaurant. They can go to hell. They're not that good. I will defend you on this, and I have your back on this. Is is spaghetti a main course? Yes. yes. But can it also be a side, especially yes. at Italian restaurants? Yes. 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 There, there's so and if, many If Ken wants to have spaghetti with his fucking steak, let I'll, him. I want to ask, ask you people who are listening to this stuff. <laughs> how many of you have gone to a, a school function or a family fun, whatever it might be, some sort of thing. And it's like pastor. And there is a big ass bowl of baked ziti or not baked ziti, but ziti yes. with, with marinara on it. Oh yeah. And, you, and it's like, okay, like a wedding. Okay. Like, okay. I'll have the yeah. chicken and the chicken comes with like a mixed green or even mashed, even mashed potatoes or something like that or scallop, usually scallop. I'll grout potatoes. And then they, 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 they and then there's this bowl a huge bowl of ziti you got or penne and you guys all pass it around like it's it's the same it's the same thing it's the same exact thing so everybody i'm trying not to cuss everybody who's (laughs) going after me over steak and spaghetti listen you uncultured rubes get your head out of your ass go see a little bit of culture for your life this is coming from me okay i'm wearing a duluth trading company shirt right now with a bunch of stains all over it and if i'm able to you look sexy baby you can eat steak and spaghetti. You goddamn right. I it's agree. But yeah, but now, now I can't eat steak and spaghetti without thinking. Oh, oh I, I haven't been able to eat it in ten years. You see, but I, the next time I'll, I'll eat steak and spaghetti, I should wait until next April 29th and eat it on Dale Earnhardt's birthday. There you go. There you go. All right, man. Well, I'm- I will never not think of Dale Earnhardt when I ever eat steak and spaghetti, or when I think of steak and spaghetti, I always think of Dale Earnhardt. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I know that that's that's uh, that's one of your biggest sports heroes. Right. Or is yeah, it? but it's not a sore subject. Like, because yeah. it's been thrown in my face so many times and everybody <laughs> just makes this job like it's so funny. You guys wouldn't do like I'm ser- like, I'm just like, you guys got so- the biggest set of balls I've ever seen. In my life. I love like, it. Like, you think about certain like you think about certain that no, we're going to go to a dark place. And I probably shouldn't say this because I'm going to get ridiculed. You look at certain athletes. And the way that they might have died tragically, we do not joke about that. True. And I'm true. not allowed to make jokes about any certain things, but then people call me and go, the hey, sleep. Ken, right turn, eh? Click. I'm like, oh, oh my. Oh, no. Everybody says, oh, you, do, you go down a straightaway, you turn left. And they go, well, you can take one right turn. Son of a bitch. And I'm like, what, what is this? You guys don't respect the, you guys don't. Uh, Phil Pony tells the story. Phil Pony went to uh, North oh, from, Carolina from Pittsburgh, right? From Pittsburgh, he called yeah. me, and he was, he's like, "I don't think I ever told you this story." Most of the stories he tells tells are BS, so I don't even know if this is true. But he said he went to a Hardee's. His dad lived in North Carolina, and they went to a Hardee's. They went to the lake, and on the way home, they went to the Hardee's drive-through, and there was a sign that said they're closed because Dale Earnhardt died. That's amazing. On the Sunday of that day, Tona five hundred. That's amazing, actually. That is amazing. Well, I I got one last little segment here, Ken, okay. before I get you out of here. I, I cool. this 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 last segment is I like to call it five random ass questions. Okay, I just right just ask you five random ass questions. Um, they can be about just life, whatever. Could be about the Browns as well. 
that could be about the Browns as well, but it's just a mixed bag of five questions of random ass questions. Okay. You ready for this? For this? For this? Sh- these shenanigans? Count the beers I have left. Yeah, no, I'm ready. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. I have to go get me a run here. Number one. Number one. Browns fans love you, and from afar, it seems that Browns players do too. But give me a Browns players. Give me a Browns player from over the years that hated your guts. Ben Tate. Ben Tate. Why did Ben Tate hate your guts? <laughs> oh, it's a. It's a secret of the pros. Secret of the pros was. Let me ask you this: Was it your fault? Nope. Okay. You, you know what? I shouldn't say. <laughs> ben Tate hated me for five minutes. Okay. And then I corrected Ben Tate on something, and Ben Tate and I never had a problem again. Okay, but that's the good. Guy, the only guy. Oh my god! Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Take it away! Take it away! Take it away! Take it okay. away! Take it away! Okay. Craig Robertson. Really? There's a reason behind it. There's a reason behind it. Is some players do listen to the radio. Sure. Some players don't. I believe it. Some players have their family members listen to the radio and then say what we said. Oh, Lord. And Craig Robertson thought I was somebody else who said something, who was talking about Craig Robertson after a game. Oh no! So he confused you with I'm another. Not gonna you, I'm not yeah. going to tell you which. No, host. that's no, that's fine. I'm but not going to tell you which. He host. confused you with he, another radio personality. He confused me with another radio personality, and Craig Robertson is one of the scariest people. Who <laughs> like, like it is, it is as it it was it was very scary. Like we were sitting in the no. room, like Craig Robertson joining us on the show, and this is for the Browns. This is yeah. this is on the Browns network. Absolutely. The University this- Hospitals, Cleveland yeah. Browns and, radio and, network. Yeah, and if you know anything about Craig, well, at that time it was actually it was the PNC Bank, Cleveland That's Browns radio so, network. <laughs> well, he does listen to the Browns, folks. He knows. I, <laughs> so uh, this is long ago where it was that, but we're all at the studio, and he just comes in. And if you knew anything about Craig, Craig comes from a Craig had a a bit of a like his I think his family situation was okay, but he I know he came from a rough area. Okay. And he knew some very rough people and would tell some stories about knowing some very rough people. Sure. And so you knew without him having to even tell you, Craig's not a guy that you cross. You knew that it's almost like I always liked like him as a player. I liked him. Yeah. Well, he ended up having he's had a really nice career. Yeah. Uh, yes. He's it's almost like Ming in wrestling. Like he might be gregarious, but like he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll bite your nose off. Don't mess with that guy. Right. And so somebody said something that another host said about him and he didn't like it and for whatever reason he thought i was that host did you ever straighten that out with him or no we straightened it out the next day okay that's good so he thought i was somebody else and i'm not (laughs) gonna say who it is of course and he was just staring at me across the table and i thought at any moment i really was i i was i usually don't get to physically hurt you i really thought he may oh no he may physically assault me that's Yeah, I'm glad that didn't happen. Halfway through the interview, like I'm like what 27 at the time, I think, and I'm just like Jesus. Like we start off and everything's great for me, and I looked up, he's just staring at me, and he's just (laughs) he looked like he was going to kill me, and I'm just going, you poor bastard. He gets up and he leaves, and I'm like, what's the matter? And I got somebody from PR at the time. He goes, 
the next day because we had to do we did back-to-back shows he comes in the next day and he goes he thinks you're so-and-so he thought you were so-and-so i went are you serious because yeah I, cl- I cleared it up okay good i was like good. okay so Woo. yeah Woo. craig was uh, craig thought i was somebody else and but it's craig all good now good. yeah yeah I, I, I enjoyed his I turn yeah, I had a moment with Buster Screen. Uh, Buster Screen had heard something I had said about him, and he wasn't thrilled about it. And I said, listen, I said what I said, and I I never say anything about a player that I wouldn't say to their face. Sure. And and, and I will and for his credit, Anthony's the same way. I never try to I never try to say anything to a player like Tony LaRusso. I'm sorry, if Tony LaRusso sat here, I go, What's higher? The White Sox OPS or your BAC? Like I do that. <laughs> you said it. If you said it, you said it. That's the way it is. So you don't say it. So I I love those answers, man. That was a yeah. good first question. I love that. That was that was a great first question because I'm trying to think about it. And go, I, I got along with a lot of Browns players over well, the, 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 the Honestly, that's oh, what made me think of it, Ken. Because let's face it, I mean, you're a humble dude, but Browns fans, I mean, dude, they love you. And and when they do, they fucking love you, man. And I'll try to get along with everybody. I know you're just. I'm the same way. You and I are very alike in that way. A lot of radio hosts act like they're so put out, just being nice to people. Ain't that hard? No, it it ain't. So that's what made me think. I was like, there's got to be a Browns player over the years though that just freaking hated his guts, and we found a couple. That's awesome. Well, at least they hated you for a day or two. (laughs) I know a baseball player who hated my guts. I'm not going to say it yet. I know a baseball player who liked the show. Uh, Chris Perez liked the show. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He's got a good sense of humor, so that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, somebody tweeted at him, and that's why when the whole, like, weed and dog thing came down, I go, you know what? There's a lot of people like weed. There's a lot of people like dogs. Uh, I don't mind this for Chris Perez. I'm not that hard. If you say nice things to me, I'm not going to be that mean to you in the the media. It's not going to happen. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, it's been 10 years. Everybody knows that by now. You Absolutely. I've been listening to you since 2012. Yeah. I think you started, what, 2011? Yeah. Yeah, and I started listening. 2012 is when I started listening to you, I think, I believe. I don't get to listen to you as much anymore because your show starts at 3 a.m. my time, so I get pod, I get segments every day in, in, in podcast format. But I don't blame you for listening. We're not listening that early. Unless we get you... calls sometimes. I'm like, you guys have been up all night. Yeah, I, like after the Browns game, like, I'm not getting that in the middle of July. People know, sleeping out in LA. For sure. Yeah. You know, I've never called you. This is actually the first time we've ever spoken. I've long time listened face to face, for face to face, or even on the air. I've never called the show. I've never called you. Uh, can I ask you a question? Sure. So when you said it's not the same old Browns, this and then you said bleep that. Yeah, yeah. This that, is this is yes. that was on NFL Network. No, that was not on NFL Network. That was not because I always see that, and then I see the the thing of Mike Pett taking Mike off Pett coming I, off. Yes, yeah, so yeah, or taking his headset off. The quick story behind that that was a low. That's when I lived in Los Angeles. I'm in the Vegas area now. Um, okay, I used to go to the Hollywood Browns backers on Coenga Boulevard. Shout out St. Felix Hollywood uh, every every Sunday, and there was a gentleman who had a youtube vlog show where they were going oh. around to all these nfl backers bars because on this stretch of Coanga and hollywood boulevard there was a bunch there was like a bears bar there was a broncos bar there was a uh, saints bar there was a browns oh, cool. bar yeah it was very cool actually that's so really cool. that's where that happened 
I got you know what game that was? That was the Hoyer comeback against the, yeah. the Titans. That's what day yeah. that was. Yeah. So I thought, see, I always thought that was NFL Network. No, and they just like, no. like, here's this guy. This is the Browns fan named Andy. He's like, <laughs> F that. This is different. I'm like, <laughs> holy God. Yeah, no, that. no, it was just just some, some nice people had a nice little YouTube oh, channel okay. and did a YouTube vlog. Yeah. But oh, it, I thought you did that. Okay. No, 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 no. But Damn. uh Funny story. Damn, that, I that, thought that was really live. I like your party. version better, though. Your version of that, that would have been incredible. 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 Still All right. good. Still good. Sorry, keep going. I'm sorry. No, I'm you're sorry. fine. We're only one question into this. Go no, ahead. We're fine. Uh, number two, um, I think you're going to like this question. My favorite movie of all time is the original Rocky. I've gauged over the years that you're a fan of that franchise. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Well, who is it? Yeah. Who is it? All right. Rank the Rocky movies, including the Creeds, for me. Okay, I'm, I didn't see the Creeds. I've oh, only seen see the it? first five Rockies. Right. I've only seen the first five Rockies. All right, rank the first five Rockies. Then. And I found out that Adrian's dead in the Creed franchise, right? Uh, she, she actually is dead in the sixth Rocky installment called Rocky Balboa. She's actually dead Good. in that one. Yes. Good. Glad she's yeah, gone. That was going to lead into this because I remember seeing you Good. on Twitter talking Good. shit on Adrian all the time. Because she's the you worst. Monster. That's why. You're a monster. That's why. You're a oh, monster. I'm a monster? You're oh, a okay. monster. Hey, why don't I just get my drunk brother to be in charge of all the family finances over here? Yeah, Rocky won. He, he gets all drunk and he takes the turkey <laughs> and he throws it out in the alley. Hey, let's put him in charge Listen, of the family she, investments. Oh, she, but I'm the bastard over it. Okay. Adrian, Adrian didn't write the, the shitty script that is Rocky Five. Okay? I'm not going after Talia Shire. I'm going after the the character of, of Adrian. All right? And everything is – I understand, like, okay, Rocky's got brain damage. If I have brain damage, my wife wouldn't want me fighting the neighbors. Rocky's got brain damage. Okay, I get that. And, by the way, telling your husband he can't win, it just you might as well just tell you him to go fight Drago. Yeah. Yeah. Because you tell Rocky he can't do anything, he's going to try to do it. So that's stupid. And it, 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 it's so ridiculous. It's so <laughs> financial. And listen, I'm not Jim Cramer over here, but her financial – instability is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in movies. I've ever seen. You let Rocky go fight for nothing against a guy they're goosing up with steroids yeah. in Russia. You yeah. don't even know if your you don't even know if your husband's going to come back. And this is Cold War era Russia. Like even now you don't know if your husband's going to come back. You really don't know if your husband's going to come back. But they're just going to be like, "Oh, he's in the Kremlin and we don't he's, know." And he's already Sorry. killed Apollo. So Yeah. <laughs> The guy's already killed Apollo right then and there. You let your husband do this for no money, no money whatsoever. And then they come back in Rocky Five. Oh, guess what? We're poor. Why? Well, because I let Polly, who liked to get hammered drunk and then go work the meat packing factory, I put him in charge of our entire investment portfolio. I thought it was a good idea to have Sage Sloan have his financial future be put by Polly of all people, who couldn't even get a job breaking legs. He couldn't even, the guy couldn't could, even be trusted to get a job to break. Rocky Gazzo would not hire him. You are Gazzo correct. Gazzo couldn't even, couldn't even trust stupid freaking <laughs> Paulie to break legs for the guy. It's amazing. And that's who you put in charge of the thing. That's who you do it with. Rocky like, good Five God. is definitely the worst in the franchise for but me. It's, yeah, but then I feel bad because then I... It is. It's okay. Every Tommy franchise, Gun, Tommy Gunn. Tommy, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. I don't hate it. I still enjoy it. I'm a huge Rocky fan. It's just such a. You need to see Rocky why? Balboa in the Creeds, man. They're I know. Good. I did. I. They're but I, I just. I'm I, telling you, the Creeds are good, Ken. I'm telling you. Know you know who changed? 
I'm, I'm sure they are. You know, changed my opinion on on how I would how I would rank Rockies. Adam the Bull. Oh yeah. Well, what's ranking top said, five? The first five. Rockies. I, I always I always said Rocky four was my favorite. He goes, sure. ah, it's just your patriotism. Look at how it is. And then I broke it down. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. You're mo- said, what are you a moron? I was like, you got a good point. He's got a really good point. Yeah. I just want to know how long it took him to get down from that mountain. That sun is setting, and he's up there yelling Drago. And I'm like, how are you going to get down from that mountain? That sun's setting. There's wolves. You've already outran the people who are supposed to help you. Sure. Or follow you around. So I don't know like, how long it took. Were... I know they filmed that in Colorado. Uh, that's the oh, Rockies. Oh, that's where they filmed it? Yeah. Where Rocky th- had it. Now, let me get my timeline straight. So you got Rambo one. Rambo had already came out. Rambo had already came out by the time Rocky Four comes out, right? Correct. Easily. Easily. Correct. Yeah, the first so Rambo for sure. Yeah. That's where the John Rambo comes out so you can make it down the mountain. So, yeah. okay. I might go in order. Go ahead. Rock- okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. No, no, no. Rocky <laughs> One. Rocky Two. Rocky Four. Rocky Three. Rocky Five. Boom. Holy shit. Do you know we have the exact same top five? Exact, Good. exact, Good. Thing, dude. One, I like one, two, I like four, agreeable. three, five. One, two, yep. four, three, five. Absolutely. Rocky one, Rocky two, Rocky, Rocky four, Rocky three. I then, will uh, say this: Rocky five. Creed. If we're including the creeds, I would have Creed number four on my list. Really? I would. It's that good. I promise okay. you, it's that good. And I tell you, yeah, Rocky Balboa, the sixth one, it's actually cool, because it was because again, five is I think the the can consensus is part five is the worst one in the franchise and it's accurate but the these last three that came out the rocky balboa and the two creeds pretty much just make you forget part five and think because you just yeah and i agree i agree you should be happy adrian's just, dead now so that, that should make you happy. Oh, i'm so glad i'm so glad she's dead she's so that's another thing she's for a shy for, sweet girl god damn I'll it i tell you what it's so amazing i try to be nice to people and then i'm the first hey. person to say just because a person's dead doesn't mean they weren't a bastard in life just say say what you mean just because the person died doesn't mean you say nice things about hey, you knock him same down goes for, why don't you try knocking me down yeah now? same goes for adrian does Rocky ever find another love interest in the other movies? Um, in Rocky Balboa, it's kind of, but they, they don't go there. They don't go Simple. there. They don't go there. But I will say uh, she's a lot younger, too. Actually, the, the, the female lead in Rocky Balboa, the sixth one, do you remember in part one when he's walking that little girl home and he's like, you don't want to be a whore and all that? She's like, whore. I'm going to say a bad word, a whore. You don't want to be. And she's like, screw, screw you, creepo. Screw you, creepo. That character returns for Rocky Balboa. Yes. She still What's looks she look like. Uh, she's just a single mom that works at a bar in Philly. She looks, she's cute. I forget the actress's name. Um, she's been in some other, she was in Grand Torino. Uh, she was in Grand I Torino. I always, yeah. I used to tell my buddies uh, in, I forget what season it was, a Sunny, but the one where Mac, that girl, that woman tries to foist oh, that kid upon Mac, uh, uh, not upon Mac, Charlie tries yes. to foist the kid upon Charlie. I go, that's the woman. That's the little girl from for Rocky One. Screw <laughs> you, creepo. Screw you, creepo. All right, I like that question too. I got some good ones today. We got All three right. to go. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take up the rest of your afternoon. Yeah, fuck it. Um, number three. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. When I okay, when I say these three names, give me the first <laughs> word that comes to your mind. I'm All right, here we go. Three names here, and give me one word that comes to your mind. Sashi Brown. The first word that comes to my mind? Yeah. Deity. What was it? Deity. Deity. However you want to pronounce it. <laughs> okay. 
Mike Holmgren. Walrus. Walrus. That's a good one. Michael Lombardi. Entertaining. Entertaining. I've always heard you talk about you have a Michael Lombardi story. Have you ever told? I want to say I heard you say that on the air before. Is that true? My whole Michael Lombardi thing was just I knew. I don't really like the guy too much. I'm not going to lie. No, I don't mind Michael. I think Michael Lombardi is very entertaining. He's very arrogant. He is extremely. He's extremely arrogant, but I find him very entertaining. Yes, he he can be. Oh, God, there's a lot. Oh, never mind. Um, I just knew this is why you'll never convince me that the football people wanted Johnny Manziel. Because I know who the football football people wanted. I don't know why they didn't just take him then. Sure. They didn't. Probably because who the, who the hell knows? I don't know. That that whole draft was a mess. Oh, uh, God. yeah. The fans, the fans do more work than the organization at that time. Yeah. And that, you, and, and you're talking about the, the Banner Lombardi draft? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, uh, that. Yeah. Well, you, Leon Slaughter, McFadden, Jamara yeah, Slaughter, yeah. all that. Oh, boy, yeah. Because I knew, because he got, fi- did he get fired before that draft when Johnny got taken? Yes. Uh, Lombardi and Banner got shown the door. Yeah. yeah. I know who he wanted and. I don't know. You Literally back- two months before, two or three months before the draft, the John, the 2014 yeah. draft. Yeah, they were let go. Yeah. You look back on that situation. <sighs> that was know. an we'll, ugly we'll part of the Browns. Maybe. If the Browns win the Super Bowl, say more, because I know who they wanted, and they'd be in a better. They would be in a better spot. They would sure. be in a better spot right now. But sure. no, they they would have been in a better spot than what they were in. Like we wouldn't have had to do 2016 and 2017 and all that. Stuff. Did, didn't they? Didn't they sl- like slip in a hundred thousand dollar bill to have a machine tell them which quarterback to take, and it was Teddy Bridgewater, I believe. Yep. They yep. no, they did an analysis. They had an, anal- yep. an, an analysis done. It cost a hundred thousand dollars. They I said, and it. the analysis said to take Teddy Bridgewater, which that wasn't even the guy. No, uh, no, definitely. But not. the guy that they were going to take, I probably have said it on air, but for whatever reason, I just want to be like, ooh, I know something you don't know. Sure. Um, sorry, I'm looking at the grid walk right now. Oh, you're good. Um, no, Michael Waltrip. Never mind. I, you had now have my full attention. I'm sorry, man. And they're showing Tyler Reddick, and I love Tyler Reddick, but I can't stand Michael. Waltrip. So, uh, the quarterback that Michael liked and the the organization seemed to like, they're in a better situation. It's weird. They're in a better situation sure. now. They sense. are in a better spot now than if they would have taken that guy. I'll tell you who if the Browns go to the Super Bowl and win. Perfect. I like it, man. I like Even it. Though I probably already said it on the end. <laughs> All right, number four. And I just want to preface this question. This question is in no way, shape, or form um, a shot at your wife, Lizzie, anything like that. She is. She, oh, this is a, Ken looks at me like, <laughs> like, what's this mother? What's a son of a bitch about to ask me? No, she is, she is uh, the sweetest, funniest nice person i followed her on twitter for years she followed me on twitter for years love her her dearly but here's my question but But i just want to make this is not a shot of her this is just a hypothetical okay who would you feel more comfortable leaving your wife home home alone with anthony lima or mickey calloway (laughs) anthony lima you sure anthony lima that's all i'm gonna say you sure yes Positive. I can't say anymore. 
Not going to lie. I've had that question thought up about two months ago. Okay. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. You got to think, think of a sixth question. That was hard. That was, no, it wasn't. A, it was an easy question to answer. I'm going, holy cow, we took a turn here. Yeah. Did we not? And again, that was just a hypothetical. Lizzie is amazing. So. I haven't heard. It's amazing, by the way. Can I just say something? Sure. I don't know if it's indicative of where the where Major League Baseball is. I'm going, you know, if we had this situation, like if there was like a defensive coordinator who did what Mickey Calloway did. Yeah. And we found out like the head coach of the football team knew and, and did mm-hmm. everything else. Like, yeah. Would we fire that head coach? Would we fire that general manager? <laughs> would we be talking about it? Because it in today's that was a big that was yeah. a big deal for a day. It was. Nick, I know. Only for that. Yeah, I know. Francona's own son was. Oh, I like. I tried to tell my dad and all this stuff, and I'm going. Yeah, I'm going. Oh my God, Terry Francona's going to get fired over this, and it was a big deal for a day. And to Terry Francona's credit, he did address the media, and he did address the media, and and nobody else really did. Terry, Terry addressed the media, and now it's just like. I know, dude. Bye. The other thing that bothered me too was. Let's be honest. A few months ago, you wouldn't ask me that question. No, so you're def- definitely enough, not. Like now, it's in the past. Yeah, where you would ask that question. Sure. Like if if it happened in the NBA or the NFL, mm-hmm. people would have been fired. And in I, Major League Baseball, I'm going. I believe you're right. Uh, yeah, and, and not to mention, I, I even think there's a chance the GM because here's the thing: Antonetti, team president. <laughs> tells in that press conference says in that press conference that they didn't know anything about it well a month later you know the athletic comes out with a report that they did know so i mean and no one and they said we're gonna nothing happened nothing has happened to tito nothing has happened i mean antonetti in my opinion lied lied in that press conference just my opinion and there's been no repercussions for anyone in that organization that that i'm aware of it's bizarre right isn't it strange and Mickey Callaway doesn't have a job right now, right? No, like, he does. I'm thing. pretty sure he. I knew he was with the. Was it the Angels? I want to say Maybe he, he does. I know he was with the Angels. I don't know if they, I want to say they let him go, but I'm not positive. I'm not positive. But that's that's the. But again, that's another thing. If 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 it were a general man, if it were general manager X, I would know exactly whether or not that general manager was in the NFL now. Sure. Like we tell the coke we. The Coquinas story. Well, George Coquinas still works in the NFL. He still worked for the Baltimore Ravens for a yeah. long period. I don't know if he still does, but he still did. Sure. So there's a conversation there about, yeah, and, and it's wrong. It's not right, but there is like, okay, like, yeah, not all sports are equal. And because not all sports are equal, we don't make a big a deal as about, about certain things. And sure. I, you know, I, I felt, I told a couple people, I said, I felt bad because. I didn't know. I didn't know. I had no idea. I had no idea. We had Mickey Callaway on the show like three times. And, yeah. you know, but in, in because you had him on, you kind of like, well, I don't know. No one's going to go, Ken, you didn't know, but you're still, a, no one's going to say that, but you still felt like, and I talking to a couple of people who color, covered the team, like, oh, yeah, he was like all, all ball players got that gear in them. Sure. That, yeah. Yeah, but to that extent, no. Yeah, I didn't know it went that far, but I there there were rumors circulating. I'd say back in as early as 2016 that, but they weren't 
necessarily like inappropriate sexual harassment rumors, but it was basically rumors that Mickey Calloway was banging I, the city. <laughs> and I'll say this. I think in the, in the way it is, I would say that I wouldn't worry about a lot of people. I feel I'd have to have an altercation with Mickey sure. Calloway. Not that Liz would be interested in Mickey Calloway. No, and again, nothing against Liz. Just who, who would you feel more comfortable leaving her alone with? Lima or Mickey Calloway? Beelzebub. Uh, <laughs> yeah, honey, you're going to, gonna. gonna uh, why don't you go over Mickey's and hang out for a while? <laughs> I don't want you going over that. You got to come up with a sixth question now. You can't have that number four and then number five and that's it. You got to come up with a sixth question. I'll come up with oh, something. No, no, no. We're going to go down this road. I have no idea what your next question is. No, the next be. question's normal, I swear. Number What's five. Your brand of cereal? Yeah, no, that's not a bad one. What's the uh, this is it's kind of a basic question, but what's okay. the fun if you had to pick one, what's the phony funniest moment you've ever had in the air? It's a lot. Anything. It's been a lot. We have yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, um, you do. You do. Anything that sticks out to you that you still think about from time to time still makes you chuckle. Yeah, there's a couple I kind of don't want to bring up because I don't think I don't want to remind anybody because tastes have changed since we did a couple of things. Gotcha. I did. <laughs> this is fine. My friend Allie, one time I brought on her current girlfriend and her previous girlfriend. And had them. And I'm like, <laughs> I just started. It went to a real greasy place real quick. It was I, don't, I don't I don't think I've ever heard that one. I don't think oh, I yeah. was listening. Damn like it. Like I was sitting, oh, this was this was a long time ago. This was like 2012, 2013. Okay. Allie, who I, I adore Allie to this day, and we, she just texted me like 20 minutes ago. Sure. She's on sure. vacation in the town. We were in vacation on vacation in uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, she had a girlfriend who's not her current wife right now. Um, she had a girlfriend, uh, what was her name? She was a really nice girl and, uh, God bless it. I'm having a total brain fart. Yeah. She won't listen yeah. anyway, but I'm yeah. having a total <laughs> name was Aubrey. Really nice girl. Ooh, look at you pull that out of the vault. That's like what it was. That's nice. what it was. Well done. And her current wife is Sarah and I love Sarah dearly, but this is before they met Sarah. So her Allie's ex was coming into town and Allie was working next door and Allie's girlfriend. I was like, you guys cool to come in and talk. It's like 10 30, 11 o'clock. And it just, I got, I got the ex on the phone while she was driving. <laughs> and they were all cool to see each other and hang out. And I just twisted the needle as much as I could. Oh, like, you beautiful I go, bastard. How did it break up between you two? And then I found out Allie cheated on her. Oh, so there was a big thing about that. And I, you know, we started asking, who's the better lover? Things like that. <laughs> oh, you had to. You had to. Like that That's type of funny. And it was, Gosh, I missed this. I never heard this. Captivating. And my, I remember my boss came in. He goes, <laughs> aren't you had quite an interview with Allie and her girlfriend the other night? He goes, that. He goes, yeah, I was getting gas. And all of a sudden, my wife, he goes, my wife just turns up the radio. And she's like, <laughs> Oh my god, this is sports talk. This is so interesting. It's 
In the irony is, I believe it was Howard Stern who said, lesbians equal ratings. <laughs> oh, that, and, and I tell you what, I mean, it was, <laughs> he does it was his, like, kid, like, it was, I will say, it was the most, I'm proud of that. That is one of the most fun I had, where I'm actually proud of that, where I'd go, I don't think any of it was an actual true poor taste. When I look back at it, probably, it was probably a couple months, like, yeah, maybe I'd massage that question a little differently. But I don't think it was any in, tr- in true poor taste. I'd put that up against anybody. I enjoyed it. I it love was, it, dude. I, I, I I'm, it I'm sad I missed it. One of our finest moments. I'm I really sad. did. I I'm sad it. I, I missed it. I am so I, sad I missed it. There's a couple so ones sad. where, like, most of the, some of the funny stuff, callers will call in. Some will, will try to be funny, and they're not. Some will try to be funny, and they're, 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 they're not trying to be funny, but they'll be funny. Yeah. Uh, some of it's from callers like some will be trying to be insulting and i'll just laugh <laughs> um and then some like there's a couple where you take it when you mentioned howard stern there there's some where like i've i've been baba booed before and that's a badge of honor yeah that is Truly. back to the guy who was doing baba booey to me and then kids started going baba booey, baba booey. like so it's it's what i got i got i got to call in before i got baba booey and I got a guy to call in. I didn't ask him to do it. They did it. Where there's a famous bunch of callers who would call in to Mike Francesa. Yeah. And say, when they were, and it was Mike and the Mad Dog, and say, Mike, I want to slap your butt cheeks. And I got a caller to call in and say, Ken, I want to slap your butt cheeks. <laughs> I, I mean, I was, one of, I was one of the proudest moments I've ever had in my career. I can win a Marconi, and I don't think I'd be as proud as I was when a guy called up and said, Ken, I want to slap your butt cheeks. Butt cheeks. And this is why I've told you many times, and I love you, buddy. You, <laughs> this, this is why it's stuff like that. All right, bonus question. Bonus Thank question. You. Let's go. Bonus question for you, just off the top of my head. Give me a Browns player in the tw- – give me a surprise Browns player who will step up in 2021. Oh God! You want a Browns? I thought you were gonna ask something else. I know. Browns player. Yeah. All right. Mac Wilson. You are you serious? I just want to get people on Twitter upset. You guys are way too hard on that kid, man. You guys are I'm, way I, too hard. Look, man. I you, don't. Not you. Yeah. The, the no, people, people are a little way. Know who look. you are? Guy's a fifth round pick. Okay. No, he I, knows the score. I we will. all know that he's on the bubble. Relax, wish, we're crying out loud. Yeah, I wish people would just chill out on him. He's a fifth-round pick. Uh, you know, it, just chill out on him. Now, could he help it maybe a little if he tweeted just a little less and maybe not Photoshop his body on, uh, you know, that's the only, just do that. But, yeah, I don't know. All right, I got a bonus question for you. Because, I, actually, go. I didn't ask you this one because I oh, had another movie good. question for you. What's that? Go ahead, man. Well, what's no? I said you. I you said bonus. I said bonus number two. Yeah, bonus number two. Okay, I'll give you a bonus number two question here, because I ask every. Honestly, you're the first guest that I didn't ask this. Just I had another movie question. So, I don't. I mean, do, do you know why I co-host a horror movie podcast? Yeah, I've done it for a year and a half. Dead in Santa Carla. We just dropped episode one twenty three recently. Wow. Um, I'm a huge. I went to film acting school back in the early 2000s i love movies i was raised in a video store my dad had them first opened up in 85 are you serious in ashtabula ohio man in ashtabula my dad opened up starlight video i've been always a huge fan of film movies and my first genre that i fell in love to and still is my favorite genre is horror so i'm gonna ask you give me a favorite horror movie of yours if you get down on that genre at all 
Oh, yeah, I was I was raised in a video store though. That is true. 1985, my dad first opened. Yeah, that is so cool. Oh, it, not gonna um, lie, it was super cool. It was a cool job. Okay, did you see? You had to have seen it. Then you saw the last blockbuster documentary. Yeah, I sure did. Yeah, it was good. It was really excellent. good. Excellent. Are the first the first sponsor we had on my baseball team when I was a kid was a place called Video Tracks. Hell yeah! And he sold his. It was so sad. He sold his business and got out. He goes. I swear to God, the guy, the guy was a great, great sponsor. He had, cause we were actually a really good baseball team when I was a kid. Sure. And my dad, it was just like it is now the guy, they called up my dad. My dad was reading a newspaper, smoking a cigarette. They call up. My dad takes the, the phone was sitting right there on the, uh, mm-hmm. the end table and he picks it up and he's like, okay. All right. I guess fine. And they like hung up the phone and I said, what was that? And he like puts down the paper and he goes, there you go. With baseball practice, you got to call me coach. And then he just like was reading the paper again. And he was our baseball coach. He was the manager. My dad was the dude. Right. On. So the co- the guy who owned video tracks had this huge house in the bar. And we won the championship. He bought us bats. We Love won the it. championship. He bought us bats. And then we had this great big pool party over at this guy's house. It was great. Great owner. And uh, we had to, I remember my dad had to go seek different sponsorship because he was in charge of the sponsors for the baseball league up until this point. A few years later, because he goes, he goes, I, he goes, Ken, he told, I remember he told my dad, my dad was in the car. He's like, you're getting rid of, you're getting rid of the business. He goes, yeah, I'm selling. He goes, business is changing. He goes, 20 years, this is all going to be different. He goes, these computers now, they're going to be, you're going to be able to just watch it right there on your computer. He goes, I'm getting into a different business. I'm selling. Yep. He, he, he saw, he foreshadowed. He, he was correct. (laughs) I mean, this was like 90. Oh, yeah. oh yeah in in the early 90s yeah i remember there was even when that you know video stores were not going to be a thing forever definitely not and people um, don't know like how cool was the video store oh, you got to go there. It. it was uh starlight video was the name oh your dad's video store starlight God. video he had locations in ashtabula madison geneva we had more Pontiac. than one Oh yeah, oh, but Jesus. by the mid '90s, by the mid '90s, I think he had like five or six at this point. Yeah, holy yeah. Jesus! Yeah, two in Ashtabula, one in Conneaut, Ohio, which is also Ashtabula County, one in Geneva, which is the bo- end of Ashtabula County, and then one in Madison's, right where you get into Lake County. So yeah, yeah, no. Yep. And when, I, when I, did he I, get out? When did he, he get out of the business? He got out around the mid 2000s, around the mid. Yeah. Okay, so he didn't yeah. hang on too too long. Good guy. No, so you know, um, <sighs> but yeah, it was a great it was great growing up. Do you like horror movies? Do I like- do. I, I I mean, I'm always. I love horror. <laughs> people are gonna be people are gonna be surprised by this. I'm not as big on action movies as what a man should probably be. Sure. Um, I'm a big comedy guy, but Same. yep, I like you horror. know now. I, I I don't know. I haven't seen a good comedy in a long time. Um, I would say the, the Exorcist is too easy of an answer. I, I'm gonna no, have to say there's another easy answer though. Uh, I'm gonna definitely have to say Halloween. Uh, oh, the original that's... Halloween. Yeah. Um, just having a a realist, not necessarily realistic, but you 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 hear the the whole. There's been a couple of good documentaries that have come out about Halloween and yes. about just the low budget that it was. Mm-hmm. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis and the whole the the. I don't think there's in the original Halloween. There's no blood. No, nope. I don't think anybody recognize realizes that there's nope. no blood in the original nope. Halloween. No gore, um, no blood. 
Not no a- gore, no blood. Um, there's dead people, but there's no yeah. there's no blood. Um, I like I like like um, supernatural horror movies. Okay. I like that. Okay. Uh, I'm not I'm not as into the gore as what some people are. Sorry. Sure. Um, oh, that's but, not necessarily uh, my thing either. <clears throat> I like The Exorcist. I like uh, I like The Omen. Yes, um, classics, man. Have you seen The Conjuring? Have you seen The Conjuring from 2012, I think? No, I saw Insidious. That's it. So it's from this, it's from James Wan who directed Insidious. He did The Conjuring, the first two Conjurings as well. And the third one is coming out to HBO Max on June 4th. Highly recommend checking out Conjuring 1 and 2. They're excellent. Can I share with you? So Liz just. For whatever reason, Liz just started trying to get into scary movies. Like the first really? thing when we started da- when we started dating, we I tell the I'll tell you this. Yeah. So we have first started we had first started dating, and District Nine came out, and I remember it being yeah. so terrible. But yeah, we were just we were just doing we were just doing certain things that newly minted couples start to do absolutely that they do all the time. Like you know, once you once you get to know each other a little bit longer, then that that happens less. But sure. Um, so I remember I was like, yeah, I saw the first five minutes of the movie and then the rest was just like in the background where we were doing other things, uh, which I don't even know. I, I think that was supposed to be a horror movie, but it wasn't, it didn't mm-hmm. seem to be a horror movie. It yeah. It's like a like sci- weird, sci-fi, yeah. weird sci-fi horror flick. Yeah. But I said, I was like, I want to watch a scary because we saw one of the scariest movies I ever saw was <laughs> the strangers. Yeah. Okay, the original strangers. And yes. I think that was with uh Dennis from, uh, Sunny in Philadelphia. Am I right? I believe. Am I right? I believe he was. Yeah, I believe he was in that. Okay. It's, it's funny you should bring that. Brittany Mollis, who I had on last week, that's one of her Halloween and really? Strangers were her two favorite horror movies. Yes. That scene where yes. they're in like the kitchen and you see one of them like come out of the darkness and then go back. I pissed my pants. It's so. Good. I was that scared of that. She. You tell her the next time you talk to her, she is right. That's one of the scariest movies ever. So it's excellent. There was that, and then I saw with Lizzie the. We actually had the the sequel to Strangers, Strangers Pray at Night. It's a drop off from the original. It came uh-huh. out just a few years ago, um, but the actor, his name is Damien Maffei, who played the Bagman, the man, the mask in the sequel. We actually had him on our podcast, our, no our horror, horror movie podcast. It was cool to talk to. Him. Oh, yeah. kid! Yeah, it was cool. we had a. We we put we turned on. I, I wanted her to see scary movies, so I finally talked her into it. We watched the first Paranormal Activity. Yes, love it too. And I was so I hated the ending so a little much. bit. Yes, I didn't know you. I, I, thought, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know you dug on horror. This is shit. I'm a little. You're only the third guest I've had that likes horror. I, I mean, I like movies. I like movies, yeah. and and it's it. I my my favorite. Yeah, you know, like drama, I like comedy. It just depends on what my mood is, sure. and uh, you know, they're, they're and I like spooky season as much as the next person, which starts yep. right after Labor Day. I like <laughs> Halloween. I think it's yep. the best holiday there is. I agree. And uh, I watched Paranormal Activity, and I just I was I remember being so angry at the end of that movie. Yeah, because I'm like, man, this whole movie's been great, and then it the, is. It's it was at a time where you could believe something like that. And then the like the demon whatever pops into the screen. I'm like, ah, oh, you come mm-hmm. on, don't mm-hmm. do this. Just end yep. it the way it was. Just end it yep. the way it was. <laughs> and I because you find yourself getting mad at the couple. Like I'm sorry sure. if I go to wake Liz up and she's like a demon in bed. Like we're leaving. I'm getting out of the. I'm getting out of. The house. Getting the hell out of like, there. Call the police. The police can come get her out of the home. We're done here. 
Which, by the way, with the housing market now, you got to imagine that's going to happen so many more times over. Like people aren't going to be they're they're buying houses sight unseen. How many dead bodies are in how many walls that people aren't paying Ooh, attention to? No, that is going to ruin people's lives. lives. It's going to be fantastic coming up soon. <laughs> We're going to get real paranormal activity. Did I? You would love this. Yes. Google search. You probably have already done this. Have you done the Google map search of um, the Amityville Horror House? No, I haven't. You can't find it. They blur it out. That's they blur it crazy. Out. Swear to God, they blur it out. And for whatever reason, I started like the Robert DeFeo. And, and I'm like, I'm just tooling around on the internet one night. I had a couple of drinks. And I it's like look blurred like, oh, out. Oh my god, they blur the house. That's out. crazy. You know, that that the Amityville is kind of connected to the conjuring movies that I was recommending to you. Really? Um, because the conjuring movies are about a married couple that was a paranormal team. She is like a medium, she 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 sees things and senses things. And the husband, he was he could he was the only non- priest by the vatican and the catholic church that was nominated and allowed to perform exorcisms really? yes he was not an ordained minute no he was not so he i mean the vatican's the one that gave him that title and said yeah even though you're not a priest you can do this so this married couple so really the conjuring movies are about they're, they're the warrens they're uh, the warrens and they are paranormal investigators and one in, in real, I mean, it's based off their, these movies, the conjuring movies are based off actual cases for them. But I was going to say the connection to Amityville is Amityville was one of their cases. Yes. Yes. <sighs> so if you, and if Liz, if Lizzie's getting into horror, if you guys got time sometime, watch, uh, yeah. watch the uh, first conjuring. See if you like it. It's excellent. I can't very well can't. done. Very well I can't done. believe people have the balls to, to move in that house afterwards. Like oh, I wouldn't even. No, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely I not. Can't. Absolutely I can't. Absolutely not, my, dude. My mom would tell me. <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> no, bro. Did you ever have like? Did you ever have like paranormal things happen to you? I've never. No. Um. I, I as much as I love horror, I don't think I want it to happen to me. <laughs> How about you? Have you ever th seen any? My mom swears to God. Uh, she can't now because she's like an invalid. Yeah. But she swore <laughs> up and down for years. It's cool. I, I make jokes. It's fine. Yeah. So my mom, I don't care. <laughs> so she made, she, she, I said she made jokes. She swore up and down when I was first born. I, we had a house on uh, Wirtz Avenue. It was actually Kent, the front of the house faced Kensington, and the back of the house faced Wirtz. Sure. Uh, in Canton, which is it was right across from Johnny's Bakery on the way to the um, uh, Stark County Fairgrounds, so like not even a tenth of a mile away from Stark County Fairgrounds, like a block away. And my mom swears up and down. They, were, they had me in the uh, bassinet. I was sleeping. My mom was reading. My dad was asleep. And a guy in a brown derby hat Ooh. and a trench coat. Like an Ooh. old style, like like eighteen yes. hundreds, yes, or nineteen hundreds, should say early nineteen hundreds. Like came walking into the room, and mom was like, "Get away, get away from oh. like that type of thing." And she went to wake my dad. He went to like the bassinet, Holy. and like went like this. And my dad, she went to wake up my dad, and when she turned back around, he was gone, and I was oh. still there. And my dad's like, "You waking me up for?" <laughs> yeah, God damn yeah. it! My dad's like, "Ah, oh, she's just crazy." She, you know, but. We had, there was that, and I, I've told this one before on the air. 
my grandmother the year before she died in February 94. So Christmas of 93, she used to give me a bunch of stuff. My grandma got one of the things she got me was a bear that would play Silent Night. Okay. And I, I will swear on a Bible on all my kids' lives, this happened and this happened more, well, way more than one time. This happened <laughs> often is that she died. She dies in February. Okay. okay. And that damn bear, it was like a Christmas bear, and it yeah. would play. It, it didn't just play Silent Night. It played a bunch of songs. Christmas my songs. Grandma, yeah. the reason why this is it, we had a Christmas play, and we had to all sing Silent Night, and I had to go out there and lead us in the singing of Silent Night. Like they just picked some kid at random. I didn't have right. a voice, and they just like Ken, you're gonna help us sing Silent Night. And so I had to go out there and like, the, come on and Silent Night, like that whole thing, yeah. and. She dies like a month later. It would play Silent Night out of nowhere. And I took the batteries out. And on my, I mean, I'll take this to my grave. That thing, no batteries, would play Silent Night out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I swear to God on my family and yours and everybody who's listening. (laughs) That thing, I took the batteries out of it. And it was playing Silent Night. That is crazy. It may still. It's at my parents' house. It may still play it's Silent every night at midnight. It starts. That thing Silent would just night. play Silent. That it had plenty. Wild. It had. It had other Christmas songs. It would just play Silent Night. No batteries. So you think that was your grandmother? Has to be right. How could it? How Who could else it could be? it be? Dude, that's all. That that's a cool story. That's wild. I've never yeah. experienced anything like that. And the fact that you got. You experience something like that with a, a relative, a grandmother like that. That's actually pretty freaking cool, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that well, is. they're around you. That, Next time you think oh, you're I alone, believe in it. I believe think it. About who's watching you? You heard it. Ken Carmen told you, kiddies. He yeah. told you, um, dude. This was a lot of fun, man. I I, uh, I truly appreciate you coming on and joining me. Um, Sorry, I was late. Oh, you're. It happens. Hey, I, I kept you for I kept you for two hours. This went a little over and what I wanted, but my show can do whatever it wants. It's fine. Uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you sitting me da- sitting down with me for two damn hours, man. I, I, I'm just putting off having because I our, I know you need another grills beer. on the my grills on the fritz, and I got to fix the damn thing, oh. and I don't know what the hell's going on. Well, at least you got the dresser fixed. It sounds like right. No, not yet. Still not yet. No, I'm a bad <laughs> husband and father. You don't know that. That's true. <laughs> He's texting me right now. Sorry. No, we'll let you get rolling here. Most of the, most of the, uh, obviously most of the listeners know where to find you, but we're, we're, we're if, just in case there were like the, the 3% listening that don't where, where can the fine folks find you throw in your plugs. What do you At got? sports what do you got? boy, Tony on Twitter. Yes. Um, you can find me there <laughs> and you can listen to me, uh, till the end of this month on Sunday, six to 10 on CBS sports radio. Uh, perfect. Yeah, Sports Boy Tony. Sports Boy Tony. Perfect. Perfect. Ken, thank you so much, bud. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for glad to, glad to be here. Thank you for your patience. I mean that sincerely. I'm sorry and, that we had that problem. Well, dear, I just kept you for two hours. And so and you I, can see from my hair, I'm much less sweaty than what I was at the beginning of it. You are. You've cooled down. You got so, comfortable. I like it, man. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Well, I appreciate you, Ken. Thanks for coming on and uh Thanks to all the listeners. I appreciate you. If you're listening on Apple Podcast and you're enjoying the show, leave the show a five-star review. It definitely helps us out. 
another way to help the show out is you know if you got friends or family that are browns fans share the show with them if you think they'd like it um or or even uh follow uh follow the show at not same browns on twitter uh retweet some tweets from it uh, get the get the show out there a little bit I'd, I'd appreciate it um and i just appreciate you guys listening man it, it really truly means a lot and you can follow the show again at not same browns on twitter you can follow me at andy cleaves underscore on twitter and uh this was episode 12 with the great ken carmen ken thanks again man i appreciate you you want to do an sbsb before we get out of here no i can't be yelling that no it's not a cup of coffee you don't just right, you don't fine. just order it up all right fine i feel you you but guys you, it's in your heart it's in here it's not out here it's in your heart no super browns yeah browns, yeah. yeah appreciate you man thanks appreciate again. you brother All right, man. All right, guys, we will see you next week. And uh, as always, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Go Browns, baby. Hoop, 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 hoop.